Hello and welcome to episode 81 of the Paropod. You're here with your hosts, Mark and Owen, as always. How are you? How are you getting on, lads? I always come in really quiet when it's not my turn to introduce. I was like, hey. It's good cop, bad cop kind of thing, <laughs> yeah. you know, introducing it. I gotta be loud and then, you know. Who's the, right, if we're doing good cop, bad cop, who's good cop, who's bad cop? I don't know. I think you're a bad cop, man. How am I the bad cop? Because I can't be the bad cop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I was about to say that. <laughs> I'm not the bad cop. We do good cop, good cop. <laughs> we'll just do bad cop, bad cop. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wait, want someone in other guys. <laughs> the other guys, yeah. <laughs> Badder cop. <laughs> <laughs> what the even? That, what even is bad cop, bad cop? <laughs> uh, good old, good old the other guys. What a classic. How you been, bro? Good, good, good. Grand, really. How did you enjoy your party's day? We've had, ah, had a few holidays over the over the break. A few yeah, holidays. A few holidays. We've had a four day weekend. Yeah, 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 yeah. We had the had the Paddy's Day. What did they do Paddy's Day? I just sat in, had a few cans, went home pretty early. The way it should be. The way it should be. Then um I was also on the Wednesday as well. Oh yeah, we were off we were about on the Wednesday. <laughs> we watched the game. Remember? Oh yeah, we were. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> of course the Wednesday, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and then Friday. <laughs> Worm cans, as worm they say. Cans. Warm, Where else to go? Warm cans. Worm cans. Uh, speaking of warm cans, it's getting very, very warm Fuck these days. Me, it, was it was glorious today. Glorious. I was walking around. Same old story. I wore like four layers. I had a scarf. I left the gaff mm-hmm. with a scarf on. It's like it was all balmy and all. It was yeah. like a. It was like a holiday. Oh man, I was walking out of the house and I was like, all I have is a jo- like just like yeah a sweat a sweatshirt. You know, I was like. Mm. Am I gonna be too cold? I was like, I'll chance it. Because even if I'm too cold, I prefer that to be to being too warm. Walked yeah, outside yeah, and I was like, I made the right choice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. This is the perfect amount of clothing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You can walk around in a t-shirt. Now. Mm-hmm. It's insane. I was on the loose coming home. I had to put out because I had like two bags with me. I had to put everything on. I was there sweating balls, mm-hmm. you know, like dripping. You know, it's all man sat beside me. Very nice guy. Like started chatting away, and he was like, "Oh, do you like ah?" Uh, I was like, ah, I'm not the guy to talk about about this, you know. I don't know. I'm not that guy. I don't know. I'm not that guy, right? I'm not that guy. Walk away. <laughs> um, but no, he sat down beside me. He's talking about guy. I was like, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, I actually watched the, the Dublin game at the weekend, so I was like, oh, this is this is meant to mm-hmm. be. But then he started listing off uh, every winner of the All Ireland from 1877 <laughs> till today, and he gave me this little map. It was like a, uh, it was like a, it's the Roll of Honor. It's like all the different winners from every year. It was like it's like it's like an A two page. Yeah, uh, it was all rolled up. And he's gave. He's like, you keep that. And uh, I was like, uh, nineteen forty four. And he'd be like, uh, Cork. I'd be like, uh, eighteen ninety nine. He's like, uh, Limerick. Uh, and we did that all the way up to to Dawson. That sounds lovely. It was very nice. <laughs> and he, I got to keep the little roll yeah. as well. I have it, I have it at home, framed. That is that's, very nice guy. That's like. a lovely story, Mark. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was very cool. <laughs> Everyone else probably thought we were crazy. Yeah. But it's very nice. Very nice guy. Like, but yeah, it's very hot. Is that today? That was just today. Yeah, that was a few hours ago. Do you know what happened to my bus journey? The bus broke down. That's what happened to my bus journey. <laughs> yeah. And I was too far. And I'm like, it was fucking rush hour. Bus breaks down. The bus was completely packed, 100% capacity. And it broke down. He's like, yeah, y'all have to get off. Outside of Pat's. Man, no, I was like, yeah, I, I was like, I have to call my mother to pick me up. There's no yeah. way. I You're can't just go too far. I'm yeah. too far. Like, I'm too far. It's too warm. I'm going to be sweating balls if I walk home. Yeah. It's at least like 30, 45 minute walk. Nah. And there's yeah. no chance of getting a bus. There is no, that chance is gone. <laughs> yeah. You couldn't even get to 14 or anything. No. Yeah. Or even if I was, even if I was getting another 16, like 
that 16 will be completely packed. Yeah, you wouldn't even get on it. I'm 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 on, I'm, I'm waiting at a bus stop with a bus, literally a full bus load of people <laughs> yeah. waiting to get onto a bus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, how does that even happen? Yeah, yeah. The only time that's ever happened to me where the bus is like actually broken down is when I, I had to. It was last summer. It was like the hottest day of the year. It was like thirty. It was like twenty five. It was one of those days. Where it was like twenty. Those Dublin degrees. buses they can't handle the heat. Yeah, it's like they break down <laughs> when it gets above a certain level of uh, of heat. And it was like the hottest day of the year, and I was literally just wearing my my, my t shirt. And I was just I was like carrying like my coat, my my my, my jumper and all, and I had to wait twenty minutes for the bus anyway because the one hadn't showed up. Mm-hmm. That I was trying to get, and then eventually I got onto the bus, and it's like it was so hot that like all the windows were open, but it was still you were like the way you had the greenhouse effect where the glass the, the sun was coming through the glass yeah. was making everything hotter, uh, and the thing was packed, and it was like the eleven bus and it, like, it broke down and it fucking rat mine or Randall or someplace yeah, like yeah, that. And I was like was. I was like. There is no way for me to get anywhere because the next bus is in like twenty five minutes. Yeah, had to wait for the next bus. It was the hottest. I had never been so. I was. I was like oily when I got home, covered in like oil, like grease. <laughs> I was like slimy little worm, you know. <laughs> the greasy strangler. The greasy. I was. I was the greasy strangler. I was all Dublin bus, like you know, cop on, cop on. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. They, they always fail you when you need the most. That's it. You know? That's it's it. It's fucking grim. Yeah. Do you know what's grim nowadays? Uh, Fuck. Birthdays suck now, man. Do they? <laughs> well, no. Birthdays are great. Well, I had my birthday yesterday. How uh, was your birthday? Happy uh, birthday. Thanks, man. It to was the good. Lad. I had a good. Well, I, I did have a good birthday. Uh, but we're... I'm at the state. We're like, we're all at that stage now. Where you're gonna, where you're more than likely going to be working on your birthday. It should be a law that you get your birthday off. Man, it should be. It well, should I was be just sitting there. I was like, it's my birthday. And I'm just here working yeah <laughs> this yeah. sucks <laughs> <laughs> yeah this is a bit grim yeah i was working on my birthday as well but um it is always grim mm. what can you do though what can you do it's what part of growing up yeah it's part of growing up yeah it's just at the stage where birthdays aren't really that special anymore you know what i mean it's not like yeah your teens where like you have like a big gaff party and stuff like that yeah <laughs> everything's like a different uh like landmark kind of thing. It's like, like now, now the next landmark is thirty. Yeah, the thirty. It's like twenty one <laughs> and thirty. Because yeah. at least it's like sixteenth, eighteenth, twenty first. Like every mm. so often, like every two or three years, you have like an important the big one yeah. milestone. There's like nine years to your next one, pal. And then yeah. after that, it's fifty. <laughs> after that, it's like you just stop counting. You know. Yeah. <clears throat> you don't want to know. Don't want to know about it. I refuse to acknowledge my birthday. After your fiftieth, is your eightieth the big one? Ah, it was 75 like it's 75, no, retirement yeah. 65 I'd say well by the time we retire we'll be 80 as well yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? is there 60 yeah you're like it's 65 is re- or 66 is retirement so that's yeah that probably is a big year a big birthday I'd love to be retired man oh man we're so only just starting I was like oh fuck this yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're only at the start of our working lives and I was like fuck this yeah I was trying to like chase down references there like um during the week because there's this weird thing where I work now that like they can't give references oh really but like I'm so <clears throat> I'm like I don't have enough time in the workforce to have any like I have yeah. like two references yeah and I can't find I have nothing else I have to give like a um, one of our lecturers yeah as a, as a reference for the service like because mm. um, I just don't have enough experience yeah even though it feels like I've been working for like my entire life it's grim <laughs> what so can it's... you do what can you do what can we do you I know? think I have. I think I have two references. Yeah, I've I've one for my summer job and one for my job now. Mm, that's all right. So. That's all you need, really. Yeah, as long as it's relevant. Mine going back to like 2014, 2015. Well, that's all. That's what my summer one would be. My summer one would probably come from twenty sixteen. In the graveyard, like. I guess I could use my dad. Yeah, that's what I use. My uncle. 
But they were like, uh, you can't do that. And I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why not? He swears by me. <laughs> He's the only guy who really knows me. <clears throat> um, yeah, no. Working sucks. Forget about it. Forget about it. Forget about it. Yeah. That's why we have this. That's why we have this. This nice little... little it's a pod, refuge. This yeah. pod that we sit in. Exactly. We get to talk about whatever films you want to talk about. Like you, Mark. What film do you want to talk about? Uh, the House. The House. Also known as Houseu in Japan, <laughs> where it was probably released as well. This is The House 2022 film. It's on Netflix right now. Mm-hmm. Animated stop motion anthology film. Teased. I think I, maybe I deleted that part from last week's episode. We teased it, but I'm not sure if we I did kept tease it. In. it. Yeah, yeah, I'm not sure if I kept it in. I was like, oh, I'll just cut it out because we're going to talk about it now. Yeah. I think that was left in. Maybe it was. Yeah. I can't remember. But anyway, maybe it was teased in the last episode. I can't remember <laughs> if I deleted that bit or not. Well, this is not the tease. This is the full thing. This is the full enchilada. And there's three parts of this enchilada. That's it. You know? Three parts of varying quality. I feel like it's like a roller coaster. It's a roller coaster that on the way down. It just goes straight down. <laughs> you start at the top and you just go straight down. But it is it is still good. But like it's good. It start it goes it starts like a, a house on fire. Mm-hmm. Literally. Yeah. And well, then it smolders. It's yeah. And then it's you know it's then, just, it's then you're gone. left with the ashes. You're left with the ashes of what could have been. Yeah, how do we even talk about this? Like Well, it's like a um generational story, isn't it? Yeah, it's like thematically all tied to the house. The home. You know, always like somewhat. At least for two of the stories, is about renting, basically. Yeah, yeah. And like the first story is definitely about like the horror of not owning your house and not having any control over it. Mm. Like this family sell their their land and stuff like that to this like unknown billionaire artist who's just gonna like he's like I'm gonna build the perfect house, whatever. So like, yeah, sure, here, fine. Take sure. Her, take our land. We'll <laughs> live in this gaff. And then when they live in the gaff, it's all lovely or whatever. But there's something wrong. <laughs> like mm. immediately like, oh, something isn't this. There's a vibe here that doesn't, that's not the right. vibe's <laughs> off, man. I'm going back to my hovel. Um, and surely, like, sure enough, like the gaff, there's something weird about the gaff. And there's men in the house. And they're like, building extra rooms they're they're moving the staircase like mm. these i like the family that are in the gaff can't do anything about it because the whole thing is they don't own the gaff they mm. just live there and their old gaff has been destroyed yeah they no longer have their old gaff because it doesn't belong to them anymore mm-hmm. but yeah no yeah so it's all about you know what does it mean to be at home i think the directors there's three different directors for each different segment mm-hmm. and the concept was i mean they're they, all it's basically three short stories yeah, yeah. They're, kind of, they're three. Yeah, they're, they're not really thematically. Just like there is a house, and the house is important to the story. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's the same house all the way through. Is it? I think. Yeah. I think it is because, like, I think <coughs> I saw something. I think that's the anchor, you know, to the story. Yeah, but the landscape maybe it's like throughout the years. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, that would make sense. Yeah, because it's the house being built, the house like in the street, and then there's like apocalyptic flood that's mm. out there happening. Yeah, it reminds me of a film that I've never seen that's called uh, Redshift. It's like a BBC, uh, I think it was part of Play for Today, mm. back in the 70s. And uh, yeah, it's called Redshift. Uh, it has a similar kind of storyline. It's just a TV movie where uh, it goes through three different generations and it starts in Roman Britain. Um, and then it goes to, I think, medieval. And then it's like modern day, like kitchen sink realism, social mm-hmm. realism kind of thing. But it's all uh, kind of anchored by an axe. I think it's an axe. Mm-hmm. I've never seen the film because yeah. it's actually very hard to find. I say, man, those paid for the days. Not surprised it's hard to find. Yeah, but I really want to watch it. Mm. But um, 
it's it's anchored. It's all the 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 common thread is the axe, which is uh, first used in you know pre Roman Britain back mm-hmm. in the day, and then you have you see how like things have kind of changed around it, and um, by like the medieval period, and then it's like a completely alien landscape mm-hmm. by the time you get to the social realist kind of uh, point. But the whole thing is that like um, it's this question of like things having some kind of like a I don't know mystery about them or having something attached to them mm-hmm. like sort of sacred objects or something like that yeah. like the fact that we treat certain things with uh, respect or that they, that they give off a vibe just like houses themselves you know like haunted mm-hmm. houses you walk into a house you know in living the, spaces yeah like living breathing uh, objects basically but only living because they've had you know they've had people living in them like mm-hmm. experiences have been had in these spaces before and um, I think the concept for this movie that I read about uh, originally was what would exist before the house, mm-hmm. you know, um, and how the house becomes to be seen by the people as something uh, either completely alien or, um, you know, as something that has like as stories to tell or maybe yeah. like, like uh, you know, skeletons in the closet. And very much like when you compare the first story and the third story in that aspect, that now it actually makes way more sense that the third story isn't because this is like a horror film for the most part. Yeah, yeah. Like two out of three stories are horror films of varying quality, I would say. Yeah, definitely. Or like even like the horrifying thing that they're going for. Um, but then the third one is like very like hard and it's just about someone trying to fix up the gaff and just sell it on. Yeah, yeah. But, like, it would make sense then, because she's talking about, like, how this house has... has a <clears throat> I need to build this gaff to be the beautiful gaff that it deserves to be, because it has so much history and, you know, experience and shit going on in, in the gaff. Mm. But we've but we've seen the, we've seen that history, or at least two of the people that have lived in the gaff and stuff like that. Um, so it makes sense that, like, with history, you kind of look back on things more fondly yeah you see it as something living in itself mm. you know like she uh, in the last story she sees it as something that's been passed down to her family <clears throat> so she like who knows how long that's been yeah who because knows man <laughs> they're humans at the start and then she's a cat and yeah, then they're, they're, they're mice in the middle mice yeah so i don't know fully how that kind of works but um obviously she has like some like real generational sentimental attachment to the house um but at the same time she doesn't know that like um like the the, the first story where the origin, basically the origin of the house is that it was, it was like gentrification, basically. Yeah. Like the house isn't, there was stuff, but there was things before the house and there would be things there after the house and the house isn't necessarily something that you have to like hold up as something uh, sacred, you know, because mm-hmm. the, the the landscape around it is basically what's, and the people that live mm-hmm. in the house is what is important. Yeah. You know, and then like she gets fucking taken by the sea. But it kind of defeats the point because at the end of the film, um, there's like a weird kind of like a biblical flood scenario mm-hmm. and she's in denial. And it's kind of like a... a Is that like the housing crisis or something? Yeah, it's like an allegory for, I don't know, yeah, housing crisis, climate change. You know, you can pick one of them. Like the film kind of just like nods vaguely in like different directions. It doesn't really yeah. settle on anything. There is a lot of that, especially, I feel like that, especially for the second one. I feel like mm. in the second one, I was like, ah, oh, yeah, it's going for something. But then it's just kind of... I wasn't exactly sure what the fuck he was trying to say by the end of the film, yeah. by the end of it. Like, when he, like, becomes, like, like the bugs around him or whatever like that. Uh-huh. That's what I thought for the third one, because I thought it was going towards, you know, breaking her away from the house mm-hmm. and uh, the story of her kind of accepting that you need to move on at some point and that the house isn't, 
you know the point like the house isn't really mm-hmm. a living being it's just a it's just a house it's just we've a, seen that consume someone before like yeah I guess, yeah. That, I guess that in this scenario that's what you could view the second one as yeah 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 the but first one they literally turned into furniture like <laughs> yeah 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 they're consumed by the house and it wasn't like a positive story it's a horror story uh, but then she has this real like emotional kind of sentimental attachment to it um, and I thought the third would be that kind of uh, story of her breaking away from that attachment and going off into mm-hmm. the sunset into the flood with her tenants or whatever mm-hmm. but then she like she pulls a lever and the house turns into a boat it's like oh I get to keep the house and yeah. move on at the same time it's like that doesn't that yeah, doesn't jive yeah. that doesn't jive yeah, you should have left the house yeah you should have left the house and that'd be the point yeah I thought that, that was what they're going for but then they yeah. didn't do that maybe I missed the point yeah what did you think about the the reveal of the who the de- or like who the guy was on the phone to in the second film the or reveal it, yeah the reveal oh, the, was, was the, like your the de- mole people no no like the mole people are there but he's he keeps talking to someone on the phone he's like oh honey oh baby whatever and then the police knock up to the door and like do you know fucking Mark Sheridan he's like yeah yeah I do yeah why this is not a good time he's like he's your dentist and he's like yeah yeah whatever he's like stop calling him <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> stop ringing him stop telling him that he's honey stop being you're overly sharing with him and stuff like that yeah and it's the moment where like no, this guy is like, because you're Fucked. like, because you were, because uh, you are thinking throughout the, throughout the film, like, like the people that are in the gaff, that are weird, like, the weird looking couple that are in the gaff and they won't leave. It's like, oh, this are is. Are they a couple? They're a couple, I assume, yeah. I, they're mm. meant to be. Man, they were. St- that's That type of horror was very effective. I found it deeply uncomfortable it's very weird very weird in a good way in a good way but like it reminded me of i'm trying to think of like can you think of any awkward like awkward horror like awkward like uncomfortable horror but the sense of being you know yeah weird horror weird horror it's a weird kind of description the 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 idea of like there's something off and that being the entire thing that the film is going for because it really worked in this film, I think, for that. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, the whole weird vibe kind of, um, you know. Like in the Lovecraft story where they're all fish. He's mm. like, there's something off about this. <laughs> <laughs> Something's know? going on. There's something not <laughs> right about this place. Everyone's a fish. Um, but no, yeah, they really... Because the stop motion is very, very good as well. Yeah, it, it is. It creates that... Uh, I love... Everything about the first one is like... I love everything... That's the first Mainly one. It's the easy, one. the best one. Even like, the stop motion is like so cool. And the idea of the house is way more. I think. I feel like the first one makes way more sense as mm. a standalone. Yeah. Um, you know, like they literally, like the parents turn into furniture. Like it's it's right there. They don't own the gaff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why was he an actor? The dad is an actor. He reveals that. That's re- he reveals that to the children. He's like, oh, I'm an actor. I've been. I've been. That's I'm the guy that owns. That sold on the gaff. Is that the guy? That's the guy that sold them the gaff. I thought that was the dad. No, no, no. The oh, dad's there off staring. At, the dad's there staring at the fire the entire time. Man. Yeah, yeah. The dad's acting weird as well. Oh, he's G- yeah. <laughs> but that, that that was the thing. Like, it was all very... It's like, there's something weird happening, mm-hmm. you know? But it's all very... It's so contained into half an hour that you're like... I get that. That was just a very good short film in mm-hmm. itself. You know, it didn't really need to attach the others, but... um, It could have worked, I think, as a, mm. a full feature. If they just kind of, you know, tweaked it a bit. In certain areas, yeah, uh, <clears throat> but yeah, no, it's good. good it film, is good. Though. It is worth a watch. It's oh, also like yeah. animated horror. You don't get much of that stop yeah, motion yeah. animated horror. The only one, the only other thing that I can think of that is stop motion horror is like Coraline. Like I, I would consider mm. oh, Coraline is a horror film, man. 
Ah, yeah. One hundred percent. It definitely is. Um, yeah, it's good though. It is very good. I've yeah. seen Caroline in ages. I haven't seen that now in a long time. The book is very good. Ever read the book? No. The book is also quite scary. I imagine so, man. Yeah. It's like the film is scary. Like, yeah, like yeah. the actual story is scary as opposed to just the the buttons, the for buttons, the, eyes. the dead children that are already there. Yeah, yeah. The Spider Man. Fuck that. Yeah, yeah. Fuck that. Yeah, we need more stop motion horror because like there's more animated horror. You know, perfect blue oh, as well. Yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah. Um, Wallace and Gromit Curse the Wear Rabbit. <laughs> that actually is a yeah. good horror film. It actually is. Obviously, yeah. it's mainly comedy, but it's also... It's a great horror comedy. It's a, yeah, it's a great horror comedy. Mm. This is also pretty much a comedy as well. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Especially by the end. Yeah, yeah, by the end of it, like, they're it's like cracking a, jokes. Yeah, they're just there. It's got this kung kung in from Burning Man, like... <laughs> yeah, yeah, Cosmos. That I thought that was very, very laboured. Mm. I thought that was like, this is something they'd have in, like, a 2002 fucking rom-com or something like that yeah it's like this is so dated man man i was scrolling through the old like the later seasons of malcolm in the middle i didn't realize that there's an episode where they go to burning man yeah yeah and malcolm gets reborn oh yeah i haven't seen it but like i saw that in, yeah. the, in, the, in the last season i was like <laughs> are you rewatching that as well i'm rewatching. i'm watching it slowly with my family man i was doing the exact same thing yeah. i know someone else doing these right, right now man, but it's been on thing for ages so, yeah, some kind of I don't know. I think people just realize that man, it's there today, now. Today, some guy at work. You know the way they do that thing and the thing. Yeah, and some guy, you, some guy that. did that to me. <laughs> I was like, "What the fuck is this?" You got like, what, "What the fuck is that called?" Doing the little the o- circle, the OK sign, but like it's it's below your hip. Yeah, below your hip, and then the, you can punch them. And the Reese does it to Stevie. Yeah, in one of the that's episodes. such a good I, episode. I, I watched that episode like two days ago, and then someone does it to me at work, <laughs> just out of nowhere. I was like, "This is weird." I know you're watching Malcolm in the Middle. <laughs> Talking to some guy last night. He's, oh, I'm, I'm watching Malcolm it's everywhere, as well. man. It's everywhere. It's so good. That's why, oh, man. It's so, it's so good. Fu- it's I it's laugh incredible. out loud once an episode easily. At once least. a hap- at once least. an episode. I'm there fucking. I watch it like um, like when I do use the treadmill in the gym, I stick up the stick on the earphones, knock on Disney Plus, do like a high angle walk, and I just watch an episode of Malcolm in the Middle. Yeah, twenty yeah. minutes, and then I'm off. I'm like, that was yep. That's great. Yeah. That's I a great laugh idea. as well, you know, get a, get a bit of an ab workout in that as well. <laughs> <laughs> Just go to the gym to laugh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, yeah, what a show. What a show. What a show. So good. Forget how good it is. Oh, yeah. Some of the episodes to just come out with. Yeah, see the episode um, where um, Reese is, uh, one of the teachers uh, is conspiring against Reese, put him in the special class. No, I haven't seen that. Oh, uh, yeah, man, you should watch that. It's And all the while, they have uh, this, like, alternate storyline, this B-plot where Francis has been, like, sort of kicked out of the house, mm-hmm. and he's living with his mate Richie, you know? And yeah, yeah, another Richie. The complete, like, uh, deadbeat guy. The guy that they had an... In- he rang to power, and he's like, I'm sorry, man, I'm at my intervention right now. <laughs> and he turns around to his mom, and he's like, how long is this going to take? <laughs> Just starts crying. <laughs> so funny. But yeah, watch that episode of Reese. I definitely uh, will. Put into the remedial class. Even, like, just, like, stylistic things that they do in the show. Like, you know the bit where, like, uh, Malcolm wants to go roller skating and there's, like, Yo, you're gonna have to, you have to ask Dad. And he's like, but Reese, what is it like? And he's like, you don't want to know, man. Like, you <laughs> don't want to know how bad it is. And then he rings, like, fucking, um, he rings, oh, my God, the older brother. Reese, no, Francis. Francis. Yeah. He rings Francis and he's like, Francis, what's it like when dad gives you rollerblade skates and rollerblade lessons? Like, oh man, you don't know. <laughs> like, it will really fuck you up. And he asks Hal, and all the lights close off around them. And it's just one light that shines on Hal. And he leans over and he's like, 
do you know what this means? <laughs> 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 like, it's so fucking funny. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so much, so much. So many stuff. They do that again in the first season where, like, uh, Lois, like, gives out to them and all, she's like, get in your room and then all the lights and it shut off and goes, zooms up on her mountain and goes like, no. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it was so, so like, creative, good. even with, like, camera work and, like, yeah. how they did the scenes. You know, do you know what wrong? Do you know what's wrong with Stevie? What's wrong with him? He has like cystic fibrosis or something. No, man, he's got he's got asthma and he has one lung. <laughs> That's it. That's it. It's not that. But bad, he's also it? probably got something else because he's in a wheelchair. So yeah, he is in a wheelchair. Yeah. <laughs> but that's why he breathe like why he talks, like that. I didn't know. Uh, you know that guy's like completely. You know, like he doesn't have any. He's able bodied. He's completely able bodied. He has like. Have you seen a photo of him recently? He's gazing on. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Funny guy. He's probably he's living it large. Every single one of these man. The, the only, royalties. The, the only royalties. person that went out to do stuff after this was like Hal. Yeah, <laughs> man. Dewey's gone off the grid. Like, uh, he, he retired. Like what he the retired fuck did anyone else do? Like I know that um, Frankie. Muniz. Frankie Muniz. He did Cody Banks, man. And he then made he and, and then he didn't do anything else after that. Yeah. 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 Um. Yeah. Good show. What a Recommend. show. Recommend. Recommended. Yeah, recommending um, Hook in the Middle. <laughs> so this new, like, independent show, you should check it out. Yeah. <laughs> it might get off the ground someday. Uh, we pray. <laughs> we pray. Um, will it get off the ground, though? Like, Batman Begins. Oh? And Slash the Dark Knight, because I watched the two of these on the weekend. Oh, very good. Um, Batman Begins is way better than I remember being. Yeah, I oh, know. I haven't seen it now in... Um quite a long time probably over, over 10 years like it's an origin story <laughs> yeah but done really well <laughs> I mm. don't know this is the, I like it I like the I like the way more than I thought I was gonna like it the start is real bad this, is it oh my oh the, the shooting not the shoot well that but like the dialogue like they're they're just they're not having conversations they are just stating what Batman stands for. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. like, you need to become darkness. You need to learn about justice. You need to be above the law, but like, you know, judging <laughs> whatever. It's like, <laughs> come on. It's like Razo Ghoul. Above the law, but like, uh, you, you know, know, not, you, know <laughs> you know what I mean. You know, in a nice way. <laughs> in a way that's agreeable. <laughs> you know what I mean. Man. And it's like, oh, you need to become the, the fear within your deepest fear you have to face that and like channel that into your enemy or yeah. whatever fucking bullshit it's like yeah yeah I get that man I that's get, why I'm here it's like because <laughs> I'm, I'm watching that I'm watching this one after watching the Batman and in the Batman it's just like I am in the shadows and then it shows you uh-huh. three dudes staring into the shadows and fucking legging it and this in Batman Begins it's just like yeah, you need to be that it's just stating that to him yeah, repeatedly yeah. and it never really you know it shows it but like not in a cool way like the Batman did. Mm. Um, but yeah, once once we're done with Raz Al Ghul and all that shit, pretty good. <laughs> like it's it's way it's way more enjoyable than or way more fun. And also, there's a few quips in it. Like it's is it? It's still like there's still funny bits in it. Like the Dark Knight doesn't really. It's very dark. It is very dark. Yeah. And like some of the funny stuff is like. Like I always find it really funny when Joker slams that dude's head into the pencil because yeah, yeah, it's yeah. and it's like not funny. It's like Ugh, like that mm. kind of, but like like fucking Batman rocks and Batman begins. Batman rocks up in his fucking Batmobile and Jim Gordon's like, huh, gotta get myself one of those. <laughs> 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 like quips like that. Yeah, like real two thousands quips. That's weird. Yeah, yeah. I guess because it is a super. It's still a superhero film. 
Yeah, and this is like 2004. So like the closest point of reference is what Spider Man Two. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah. Spider Man Two, isn't it? Yeah, that yeah. Came out that year. It's funny though, because like having watched, you know, uh, Tim Burton's Dark Batman. Yeah, yeah. And then you watch Batman Begins, and it's like that's the Dark Batman. That's the first proper Dark Batman. But it's still kind of cheesy, like not cheesy, but like quippy and like mm. has a few like lighthearted jokes and stuff like that. Is it really dark? Like no, like, like watch lighting. No, like the Batman is one hundred percent the darkest, oh. grittiest Batman has ever been. Hands re- down. I really remember struggling to see what was going on. The nah, ba- the Batman Begins. Nah, not no. Maybe well, that was when I was kind of losing my my vision. So maybe that was like. <laughs> You know, connected. <laughs> I was slowly losing my sight. Also, like, better cameras and stuff like that now, I guess. Yeah, true. It's like, because this film's like fucking 50 better years TVs old. Well. Better I've TVs as well. Better TVs. some fucking audio, yeah. Yeah. But no, it's good. Scarecrow is really good in it, but then he's not with, like, he just dies. He doesn't even die. He just, like, le- exits the film stupidly. Like, it's when mm. they're, because I forgot the plot of this film. Like, Ra's al Ghul is using Scarecrow for him to use his gas to make people go insane and they got like this nuke that's going to let off steam in the pipes that has the water whatever yeah. it's like you know whatever MacGuffin um, and uh, fucking like when everything's gone to shit and there's people riding stuff like that Scarecrow's just like running around on a fucking horse and he gets tased he gets tasered in the face and then he oh yeah and then he just leaves the film is that like, the bat taser? No, it's just a regular taser. Oh, I don't know why I thought it was a bad <laughs> taser. It's just a regular taser. <laughs> it's like like um, Rachel, whatever her fucking name is, shoots him. Rachel Dawes. Right, Rachel Dawes. Where's Rachel? She tasers him in the face. Mm, yeah, he, the, And then he exits the film. Mm, this is um, Katie Holmes is Rachel as well. Yeah, it is. Mm. They don't even like... They like, don't uh, even remotely look alike. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Not even close. Maggie Gyllenhaal looks absolutely nothing like her. Because like, yeah. Katie Holmes didn't want to do this, want to do The Dark Knight. Was it not because Tom Cruise didn't want her to do? I, Maybe I it is. That. I've no idea. Maybe. Hold on. I wouldn't be surprised. Maybe He's like, it is. I, I wanted to be Batman. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Killian Murphy was the second choice. Mm, yeah, yeah. For Batman, there's like there's footage of him being Batman. I don't think he could have done that though. Like, imagine his lower face in a as Batman in a and he's a cork Batman. You see, Batman's from Cork. Nah, he's also, he's also, nah. yeah. Because we're in a we're in a world where Robert Pattinson's Batman works. So Kenny Murphy back in two thousand and four is that when this film came out? Two thousand five. Mm. Um, I suppose Christian Bale is a Welsh Batman. It's yeah, even, exactly. It's even Man, worse. He is fucking jacked. Yeah. In, he is fucking huge in this film. This is a year after the Machine. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, when he was like. Oh man, that thing. has cut ten years off him. Like, off oh his no, life. his heart is going to give out any day now. Fucking hell, any day. Like, so many steroids were consumed in the making of this film. Yeah, Jesus, yeah, like he is massive. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> like, you don't need man. It looks like Bane in this film. <laughs> yeah. yeah, was he the first to do that? Like properly, an extreme one like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's. I think that is like on record as the most extreme. Uh, yeah, body but, the, shift but the way like the superhero that needs to be fucking huge, you know, like 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 uh, see the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man, Batman, or Spider-Man films, like he, t- he has a shirt off, you know, quite a few times. He's lean. He's, he's lean. He's he's a mean fighting machine, but he's not huge. He's not a unit. He's like he's realistic, ish, <laughs> uh, you know. 
But then you see, yeah, Christian Bale, Batman, he's like, it's like, this is, a, and then you have like, and then like Wolverine, it's like, that's like the, the end of the line, you know, mm. like a Hugh Jackman's Wolverine where it's just like veins everywhere. Yeah. It's like popping. It's like, how does this, <laughs> this isn't even close to realism <laughs> at all. Like, <laughs> Batman wears a suit, and like if Batman wears a suit, but like Wolverine, you're seeing those, you're seeing that chiseled Never. body a lot. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Christian Bale only had to do it for what a few weeks, really, yeah. to be in that condition, just for the for the yeah. Few Hugh Jackman had to be that all the time. Yeah, yeah. King. Um, yeah, Batman begins like way better than way better than I remember it being. The mm. start's bad, but then it gets real good. And then Dark Knight, man, you are what you said about the Dark Knight, where like. It's been so long that since I've seen the film, but I remembered the set pieces. And every single time one of them was coming up, it's like, oh, yeah, this is going to happen. Yeah, and then I saw yeah. it, I was like, oh, that was fucking class. And then the <laughs> yeah. next one comes, I'm like, oh, yeah, this happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot. And like, yeah, Two-Face was actually good in the film as well. I remember that being yeah. the, the worst part of the film. It is like... It's the weakest part. It's the weakest part of the film. Bad, yeah. But like, it's still good. Yeah. It's, it's also like... This trilogy is the least subtle thing I've ever seen. It's like, uh, he runs because he needs to. He's going to take the fall for Harvey Dent so people still believe. It's like, yeah, I was there, man. Like, yeah, I don't, yeah. just had that conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I like the way he's describing it. He is literally describing it to a child. So uh, yeah. he's describing the most simple terms for yeah. everyone to understand. It's like, Do you, don't you get it, you idiot? He's running because yeah. of Harvey Dent. It's like, this, this whole thing. But that, that, that final monologue is fucking great though mm-hmm. it's no amazing. it is it's amazing all the, the and the you haven't watched the other one Dark Knight Rise have you no nah. that's obviously the weakest one but like uh, the end in that is also very good mm. but um, no yeah the set when pieces Alfred looks across and he just sees the two of them yeah yeah or just <laughs> the um, uh, just the way it goes up, like uh, Robin in the back cave is like oh, yeah, what's yeah. gonna happen next but the, the set pieces in Dark Knight you know, the way it starts. What an opening. Insane oh, opening. It's so good. It's Incredible like, opening. I forget, like, there's so many, like, I forget so much about it. Even, like, that they all, they're all killing each other when they're pulling off the heist. And then when the, la- the there's this joker in the last one, he's like, oh, I said he, the boss told you to kill me. He's like, no, nah, I had to kill the bus driver. He's like, the bus driver? And then the bus comes in through the Yeah, through the that never gets old. <laughs> never gets old. And then he just, like, Joker just kills him without even looking. He's <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Heath yeah. Ledger is amazing in this film. It's insane. Oh, my God. He really went all out. Like, it, it really is just a phenomenal performance. Yeah, yeah. No, it's crazy. Defining. Definitive, mm-hmm. really. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Poor Heath. Poor Heath. What a way to go. I think... I think I do prefer The Dark Knight over The Batman. Mm. I think. Yeah, no, I think as a whole, uh, the trilogy is better. But yeah. that's because there's, there's only one Batman film. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that Dark Knight, like one to one, one to one, one to one. Um, I think I do. Yeah, yeah. But only, uh, only, the... only because I haven't seen the Batman again. Mm. And yeah, uh, I don't know I don't how it holds up on rewatches. Don't know how, don't know how it's gonna age. I don't know. Yeah, because like you're watching the ba- the Dark Knight and like this awesome action scene, this class sequence. Oh, mm. uh, they're about to do the fucking the truck flip, which I forgot how good the chase scene before. Like Batman, oh, it's incredible. Batman has to haul ass up to get rid of the yeah. fucking trucks, and, and stuff he's like flying that. through the fucking oil accent yeah. on his back way. I was literally when he's going through the shopping mall. Shopping mall, I was like, oh, he's in the oil accent. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, that's that piece. Correct. So that whole chase, good. very, very good. But that yeah, this film was made fourteen years ago. Like it's it's yeah. it's held up. It's gonna hold up. Like it's, it's not gonna age any further, really. Yeah, it is weird politically because <laughs> they're like, oh, the whole trilogy is like far right, yeah. it's like far right. It's so weird because he's just like, um, 
Like, they're literally like, they're literally like, oh, um, the cop, like, uh, we'll give the money to fucking, I want to say Chow, but I don't think his name is Chow, but it's something like that. Chen. Chow. It's something like, and it's oh, like Lao. Lao. Yeah. Okay, right. Let's, Chow, Lao is close. <laughs> <laughs> Deleting all of that. <laughs> <laughs> I am not getting cancelled for Chow. Yeah. <laughs> Lao, I mean. <laughs> um, <laughs> Thank God we cracked yeah. <laughs> Lao. Lao. Um, yeah, Lao. yeah I, but like when they're like, uh, oh, we'll give the money, all our money to Lao because the cops and Harvey Dent don't have jurisdiction in Hong Kong. And then some, then Joker walks in and is like, but Batman does. And Batman doesn't have a jurisdiction. Yeah, Batman yeah. is the ultimate cop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. How in any way is that legal? That Batman kidnapped him and took him back to America. The law. Forget about it. And the like law, China were just like, yeah, no worries. It's fine. We're not going to, we're not going to argue over this at all. Yeah. Yeah. He was literally kidnapped. Like, even if, there, even if it wasn't Batman, like, if there was no Batman in this world, they'd be like, you just invaded our country and stole someone and took them back. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's got plausible deniability. You know, he's not acting, he's not a state actor. He's Batman. But regardless with China, but like, it's, there's no such thing as fucking Batman. It's just your SWAT team coming in and taking, yeah. <laughs> taking our man. <laughs> so yeah, Batman, uh, yeah, okay. That was sure. just a SWAT team. <laughs> that was spec ops. Yeah, no, he definitely caused an international incident. But mm. he's Batman. He's Batman. Man. He's too cool, man. Come on. Yeah, forget about it. He's got the Batcopter and if like, like... Wait, wait. So who was... Because um, you know the way that scene... Lucius Fox has gone over to do a bit of reconnaissance. He's left the phone in. Yeah. And that, that whole thing. And mm-hmm. Lucius has then gone back to America. And then Batman's flying over. It's like, that's the same night. And he has to drop down uh, with the Skyhook to kidnap Lau. Who's flying the Skyhook? Okay. All right, so... I have absolutely no idea. I was, was like, flying it. I was thinking because that, that means there's a third person involved. I was thinking, or is there, or is it just remotely being flown? But like that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah. That's not being remotely flown. Yeah, it must be Lucius. But like he's gone home at this stage. Yeah, he's already gone. Because him and or is he gone? Because surely no. Yeah, he's definitely gone because he's leaving when they because Leo and all were like, yeah, sure, fuck off, you're. You wasted our money and our time from here. <laughs> yeah. Um and they and then he walks into Bruce Wayne, he's like, Here's all the fucking recon, whatever. Uh-huh. Yeah, I have absolutely no idea who's flying that plane. Yeah. Who flew the plane? Who flew the plane? Was there a plane? Yeah. Yeah. That, that's you know, that's that's it's a huge glaring hole in the plot. Mr. Nolan. Can't be a five star film. Can't be the third highest rated film on IMDb. Is it still? It went up, man. It went it overtook The Godfather Part Two recently. I could see that. The last time that I checked, anyway. Yeah, I, I think it's better than Godfather Part Two. Maybe a bit controversial, but that's well, according to IMDb, according to IMDb, it's not. Yeah, it's not controversial. Yeah, but um, no, yeah, it's so far right. Mm. So it's like very, it's like it's fascistic. It is in it's a way because like, he's the fascist hero, or no, Harvey Dent is the fascist hero, mm-hmm. and Batman is the guy who's like. You know, he's we the need, muscle. yeah, we need Il, uh, El Duce to like live on. You know, mm-hmm. even though he's dead, even though he was a villain and he was a terrible person, we need his uh, his me- his strong man. Yeah, it's all about the image. Yeah, the strong man uh, who's like uh, beating crime in Gotham. It's all about the image. The people can't be trusted. You know, we can only trust the billionaires and uh, their fucking um, surveillance technology mm-hmm. and these crooked cops. Yeah, who is it's been established they're crooked, but still they're good guys. <laughs> yeah, don't worry about it. They're good guys. Yeah, don't worry about it. All right. Yeah. 
God. It's still a great film, though. It's still a great film. It's still unreal. But, geez, the politics are awful. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the politics yeah. are so bad. Uh-huh. <laughs> are the politics good in Help Me, I'm a Fish? <laughs> I think so, to be honest. Yeah, Help Me, I'm a Fish. 2000, traditionally animated film. Uh, Danish-Irish production. Mm. Irish. Uh, I think everyone has seen this film. Really, yeah? I man... I feel like it's kind of slept on. If you haven't seen Help of My Fish, turn off this podcast <laughs> right now. Go see it. Go see it's it. It's on Amazon Prime. It's only 65 minutes long. It's And it's so good. It's great. And also, it's a bit scary. It is. It is. I had I, This is one of those films that's like sort of, it inhabits a space at the back of my head. It does. It's, it's always there. It's like, it inhabits the same space as those like Disney films that I, or Disney TV shows that I forgot existed or like old cartoons that I forgot that existed. Mm, yeah. Like Lloyd in Space. Do you remember Lloyd in Space? I loved Lloyd yeah. in Space. I've never forgotten Lloyd in Space. Yeah. Oh, man, I, I wish I, it was on Disney Plus. I forgot about it and then I saw something of it. It's like, poof, I was like fucking Jimmy Neutron brain blasting. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to live in that space station. It was so cool. Mm. With Kurt and the boys. Oh, shit. They had everything, man. Um, but yeah, Help and Fish. I for- completely forgot about this film. And, but I didn't really. I forgot the name and mm. I forgot exactly what the plot was. But I remember like certain things, like the little starfish girl, yes, Sasha, and like the potions, just random images the that were orange, just... the orange fish with the hat, the orange fish with the hat. Is that the oh main? yeah, yeah, fly, yeah, yeah fly. The, the main character, Marty McFly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, these images floating around my head. And then one time, one day, I was like looking. I, was, I tried to find it. I remember that one time we tried to find that uh, recess episode. Yeah, with, with the bike. With the bike. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Did we find that in the end? Oh, we did, yeah. We did it. Yeah. Uh, it was not what we remembered it being at yeah, all. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. That was a Mandela effect, man. Probably was, yeah. Have you heard about the most recent Mandela effect? No. You know what the term bucket list? Yeah. Do you know where that came from? No. How old do you think that term is? Um, I don't know, 1950s. You know that Morgan Freeman and Jack Nicholson film? The Bucket List. The Bucket List. That's where it comes from. Is it? Because when, the, when When's that? Like 2008. Is it? The Bucket List. That's not... Like writing a Bucket List wasn't a thing until the film Bucket List. Is that Because true? the guy that made... That wrote the story to the Bucket List... I came up with the idea and called it a bucket list. Like, oh, I'm going to kick the bucket. I'm going to write a list of things I want to do. And he wrote a book about it. And then he turned that book into the film. <laughs> oh, okay. Like a best-selling book? I don't know if it's a best-selling book, but the film... Eh, maybe it was a best-selling book. Mm. You know what? It probably was New York Times bestseller written on it at some stage. But still, it's like originated with this random guy in the mid-2000s. Yeah. That's weird. That's so weird. Like, yeah. you would have thought that this is like... Like, how has that gone... Like, it's like entered the common... Like... Vernacular. Yeah, that's like culture. Yeah, that's just like yeah. Everyone knows what that means. Uh, weird. What, what a what a thing to write in your CV. Yeah, no, I can't. I, invent, I, can't I, invent, <laughs> I invented the bucket list. <laughs> There's like, uh, what does this mean? Uh, this line here. <laughs> What's this gap in your CV? I'm the guy that did it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was busy for years inventing the bucket list. Yeah. <laughs> I had to go to fucking Burning Man and find myself. <laughs> <laughs> but um. Yeah, help him fish. Mm, yeah, back to this. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but yeah, I looked it up one day. I was like, uh, fish, uh, potions, uh, they turn into fish, just kids. And then this came up, help him fish, 2000 film, predates Finding Nemo and all those films, mm. all those fish-related films. And it's uh, traditionally animated, really a lot of uh, life 
in the animation, mm. in the the scenes, you know, in the the visuals themselves. It's also yeah, it's quite creepy as you say. Like it starts out these kids, um, and they're getting uh, their parents are are gone off. Their big, you know, handsome, beautiful Danish parents are gone off uh, to the beach or something like that, and they're being looked after by their aunt. And uh, it's Fly, um, uh, Chuck is a, uh, and um, they're like. Chuck is the cousin, and then uh, Fly's little sister, Sasha, she's like a little girl, and they go out uh, to the fucking, to the beach or something like that, and they end up getting, like, washed down into this tunnel, and they find, like, this scientist's laboratory where he's experimenting, and um, it's actually a pretty important plot point that what, what he's doing, but I completely forget what it is. <laughs> For, so he has a reason a, to be. He has a reason to be doing what he's doing. Oh, no, it's about climate change. It's something to do with climate change. It's about... Um, Al Gore, you you fucking the films are too woke nowadays. The kids don't need messages about climate change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two thousand. That's why this film uh, bombed to bits because uh, it got cancelled. <laughs> nah, I doubt that. But that's <laughs> definitely not true. But yeah, he's he's experimenting. He realizes that uh, it's this mad scientist, big crazy hair. He's got a mustache. He's like German accent, um, and he's like the the sea levels are rising, um, and we can't stop it. Like climate change can't be stopped. I was like, this is 22 years old. Yeah. Like, they, they were oh, clear. Oh, shit. Yeah, they were, <laughs> yeah, we're living in the future it's now. Like, oh, shit. <laughs> Things are never going to get better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There is no hope. Like, even back then, this guy was like, the sea levels are rising. I have a solution. We can all just turn into fish. That's his only solution. It's not like, let's change how we're doing things. Let's reduce our carbon emissions. Let's just turn each other into fish. And uh, <laughs> that's why he's inventing. No, I take it. I take it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't, I don't know. Drive a fucking Tesla. Just turn me into a fish. Yeah, just turn me. Just yeah, just just skip a f- few steps in like evolution. Turn into fish. That's so fucking funny. So he has. He's developing these potions w- which will turn uh, humans into fish, but he also has an antidote just in case, and um, that will turn you back into a human after a while as a fish. How does he know that this works? Uh, I I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> just like I, I trust me. <laughs> yeah, just yeah, just trust me. <laughs> All right. I think he has piranhas, and he's been turning them into humans. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I can't remember. But anyway, a wild chain of events occur, um, and Sasha, the little girl, is turned into a starfish. But they don't realize this. And Fly picks her up off the floor, and he's like, "Oh, this poor little starfish!" And mills her into the sea, like just into the ocean. Her. Yeah, yeets her into the ocean. Uh, and then they're looking around, they're like, where's Sasha? <laughs> they're like, where's she gone? Oh, shit. And they realize what they've done. So the scientists, uh, Chuck and Fly, uh, get a boat and they go out sailing around the sea. And they're like, I don't know what they, they, they thought that was going to happen. They're just like looking yeah, around. They're like, starfish <laughs> in the ocean. This tiny little starfish. Um, and obviously, they don't find her. Um, we got to go in. <laughs> we got to go in. There's a big storm happens and they fall overboard. And... Um, at some point, Chuck and Fly consume the potion, and they both turn into fish as well. Mm-hmm. So things have completely we've we've completely entered the underworld, the aquatic world, this stage. <laughs> and the scientist is nowhere to be seen. He's We're pres- in the Matrix. He's <laughs> presumed lost at sea. That's what they say. He's mm-hmm. lost at sea. Um, and there's this whole thing where they have to get back by sundown for some reason, or they will be stuck as fish forever. Man, I hate that fucking. <laughs> I'm sick of seeing it. <laughs> it's like, what does that have to do with... Like, fish don't know when it's yeah. sundown or sun up, you know? Um, but they're like, yeah, we have back by sundown-ish, you yeah. know? Yeah, like... <laughs> like, they also just wrote the film. They're like, they need a reason to be back by... The, like, yeah, <laughs> before their parents get home. Yeah, we needed a time constraint. Um, or they'll be stuck as fish forever. And so they're they're trying to make their way back. But obviously, they're, they're a bit lost, you know? They're a bit fucked. 
Um, but at the same time, all the stuff from the uh, boat has fallen into the sea. So that's mm. like the potions, the fish potions, but also the antidotes. So oh, I was wondering. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're looking. They're also looking for the antidote, but they can't take that because they're at the bottom of the sea. But at the same time, the antidote has fallen somewhere, and wherever it's fallen, it's fallen into the hands of an evil uh, marine mastermind who is voiced by Alan Rickman. Yeah. What type of fish is he? He is a, um, you know, the sexy fish in Finding Nemo. He's that kind of fish. You know the one where, um, you know the fish I'm talking about. He's like black and white stripes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I just can't picture him. I thought he looked... Oh, wait. I always imagine him looking like, for some reason in my head, all I can think about is the main villain from Space Jam. <laughs> the main villain? You know, the ba- the like one of the monsters, but he's like the green he one. He does look like a monster. Yeah, he's like yeah. a lot more facial detail. He does... Okay, granted. He does kind of look... Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. He looks all weird. And he has like a little um, sidekick mm. who looks like Lenny from Shark Tale. Yeah, he's, like a, big, was, he's, he's a big stupid shark. Yeah, shark, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's like a classic dynamic. And he is like he has consumed the antidote, which is making him more human the more antidote he consumes. Uh, and so he's building like a fish society on the ocean floor. And it's getting more progressively more and more advanced, and he's getting more and more intelligent. Oh Jesus, Joe! Fucking, he looks way different than what I thought he looked yeah, like. His name is Joe. He is horrible looking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He looks like an anime villain. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so they have to face off against Joe uh, in a bid to fight for their lives. Because Joe, re- they, they, they enter Joe's kingdom and he realizes straight away, he cops it, he twigs it, he's like, these these aren't uh, these aren't real fish. There's yeah. something off here. This fish, this fish is wearing a hat. He's talking uh, to you. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. First of all, you're talking. Second of all, you're wearing a hat. And third of all, she's wearing a skirt. And also, uh, the jellyfish has glasses. So this is, there's something off there's about something this. Be, there's something fishy here. This detective. Yeah, yeah, Detective uh, Joe. Detective Joe. So they get imprisoned, and there's a whole thing. They have to battle. Um, and all the while, the parents go mental. They're like, oh, where's our kids? Uh, and the aunt is, like, falling asleep in the meantime. And she's mm. like, oh, I'm so sorry. And the man was like, oh, it's okay. I was like... Not she's really, like, you lost them by the sea. Like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The man was like, yeah, it's okay. It's not your fault. I was like... It is your fault. You should, you should, you know, you should carry this for the rest of your life. <laughs> if You're these s- kids show up dead, it's on you. Yeah, yeah. Your own son, your 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 nephew, your 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 your, uh, your daughter, your daughter. It's like they're all gone. Um, but yeah, it's this whole thing. They have to battle Joe and uh, to fight the thing. And uh, is Joe scary? Because that's why I remember this being kind of scary. Joe is very intimidating. Yeah, it helps that Alan Rickman is. Uh, yeah, is Joe. It does. You also have Aaron Paul. In a little a strange, it's not a cameo. He's the main role as Chuck. He voices Chuck. Aaron Paul. He's like twenty one in this, and he voices what? Chuck. Very weird. Um, but yeah, he's great in it. Chuck is is a great character. And uh, what happens next? They. Uh, I remember them being the bit that I remember being really scary is when they're like going through the pipes or something to get back. Yeah. yeah. And Joe keeps drinking the potion. Yeah, exactly. And he starts, he becomes human, but he's stuck in the pipes and he drowns. Or that's, something like that. That's exactly, yeah, that's yeah. exactly what happens. I ha- Yeah, that's a really good memory. I remember How did you remember that? Because, man, that scared the shit out of me. That fucking, yeah, that, that idea scared the fucking shit out of me. <laughs> that's the only thing that I remember from this film. Yeah. Yeah, because there's a whole kind of like final confrontation where it's Fly versus Joe. Fly's trying to get back to the uh, the surface world. Joe's just trying to take the antidote so he can go back to the sea. And, like, you know, 
uh, realizes mm-hmm. true fucking Hulk, human, half fish, half human form, and he's drinking more and more antidote. He's like mocking F- F- Fly, who's like dying, dying in the pipes, and he's drinking more and more antidote. And Fly's like, uh, "What's one thing a fish doesn't know?" It's like that's really stupid line. And Joe's like, he's like, what? He's like, he's like drinking the like. You could see, the animation is amazing because mm. he's getting more and more human. You can see like, yeah, you can. Yeah. And, like he's growing arms. He's like, yeah, man. It's like, fucked it's, you up it's, it's so it's it is it's pretty fucked up for like because this is a completely like tame children's movie in terms of um, like the animation mm. and the kind of general feel of the film. But like, there's a weird tone and the animation itself. There is, is something creepy. There's and, something like, off. The colors as well in the film. I remember like the storm and stuff like that as well. Being like that, it's, that shit was a storm. Like <laughs> it's distressing. Yeah, it's distressing. There is something uncomfortable about this film. Yeah. I like I could never put it put my finger on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Even even the way they transformed, like the just the idea for me as Man, a kid. Your Sasha is the seahorse that they pick up Stella is oh no man the seahorse is the most irrelevant thing I've no idea what the seahorse what purpose that served in the plot like, what the fuck is that I yeah. forgot that thing was in the film nah, that, that thing made no sense I had no idea what that was um, it serves no plot purpose yeah Stella is the girl I'm talking about the little starfish girl um, but yeah I think what makes it weird what always, what always kind of uh, disturbed me when I watched as a kid was just the idea of being transformed into a fish and being think, stuck at the bottom of the ocean. I think that as well. There's something that's like... That's there's no up. place I would, I would least rather be. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would hate to be at the bottom of the ocean. Yeah. Like a watery grave. And like the, the time restraint as well. It's a very stressful film from what I remember. Yeah. As a kid, it was quite distressing. I think that the, the what's most disturbing is like this, the, uh, the kind of weird tension between all the, the like happy like funny like friendly kid friendly stuff mm. and then the, the weird kind of like the elements we're talking about where it's like distressing and like like slightly weird and something's off mm. and it's like it, it, there are parts that are like just uh, scary scary <laughs> yeah body horror in this film yeah yeah and then but like you have like the all the while through you have this uh, soundtrack it's, it's also a musical as well oh really I didn't know that either. Yeah, that there's like there's like five songs. They, they have like musical I don't numbers, that at all. And, but like they're all like real bubbly, kid friendly, like like baby shark kind of mm. stuff. But then like it's fucking someone morphing into a fish, you know? <laughs> <laughs> it's like ah. Do you think that might be why you bombed? Because people do see this like don't bring your kids to see that. Yeah, like, like it's kind of unsure of what it what it. I think it's just like a European kind of confusion over what <laughs> works, what plays well in like yeah. America or because like. I'm even looking at like photos of it on my on, on my phone and stuff like that. Like everything, the color balance stuff of like that is quite dark as well. Like it doesn't. Mm. Yeah, it it doesn't look like a normal kids film. I got my screen's just not working now. There is something off about but it. Yeah, there's something weird going it's on. It's like with that a, film. it's something that you'd read about in a creepy past. It'd be like, oh yeah, that that you know that didn't exist. But then you're like, oh, it did. It did. And it's obviously there is nothing creepy really about it. But there, is, if you watch it, there is something weird about it. There's yeah. Something off. Um, I have to give it a watch it's only an hour long isn't it oh it's mad sure yeah have to give it a watch the soundtrack is kind of hopping as well is it <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's kind of catchy <laughs> and um, but yeah it ends yeah your man Joe turns into a, a human because uh, with all his intelligence he didn't have any common sense mm. he forgot that humans need oxygen <laughs> he forgot that humans can't breathe underwater and that's how he dies yeah <laughs> that's how they defeat him and then all the kids uh, make it back to the little laboratory and they get their antidote and stuff yeah drowning would fucking suck as well man yeah. that's another reason why this film's like you gotta 
I think just that that whole thing as a kid, like you're watching a fish turn into a human, and it's like really threatening, and like, but it's also claustrophobic because he's in like a fucking pipe, pipe, and he keeps like banging into it, yeah. and then the fucker drowns. Like that's yeah, yeah. Like imagine being stuck in a pipe and drowning. Like that <laughs> is not. <laughs> yeah, you see him drowning. Yeah. You so watch weird. the uh, you watch the life leave his eyes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, because it is it is. It reminds me of that uh, Marshall McLuhan quote, um, like uh, <laughs> that. Uh, I don't know who discovered water, but it wasn't the fish. Yeah, know? it's like fish don't know what water is because mm-hmm. it inc- like encompasses their entire world. Yeah. But then Joe, with all his intelligence. You know, he's like he's a Stalinist revolutionary trying to elevate the fish people, <laughs> but at the same time, you just can't see beyond the water itself. Mm-hmm. So he drowns because he has no common sense. <laughs> <laughs> Mark, I like it. I don't know. We have to we have to tie it into the uh, Dark Knight. That was good. <laughs> it worked. I believe it. It worked. But it um, worked. but yeah. The, yeah, it's dark though. Mm, it is dark. It's, it's heavy. It's a heavy one. Don't show it to your kids. This all came out around the same time as Treasure Planet and stuff like that as well, didn't it? Yeah, two th- well, it came out before. It came out before like most of those yeah. things. Two thousand. Do you on ha- the dot. I have a film. I have one of those films where it's in the back of my mind, and I just need to find it. Do you remember the film about a kid, and it was live action, and he went to the library, and he gets sucked into the books. Mm, I have an image in my head. Um, he gets sucked into the books. Yes, and he has like a he has like books that are mates with him, and he has to do shit. Mm. I need to find this film, The Page Master. I've never heard of that. Here we go, homie. Is this one I'm thinking of? I've never heard of that in my life. Oh. Is that Macaulay Culkin? Fuck off, Macaulay Culkin's in it. Is that just Harry Potter? Is that like a rip-off Harry Potter? I don't know, it's before Harry Potter, isn't it? Is it? The Page Master. Hey, yeah, that's what he used, that's what it was. Do you remember that? No. The Page, yeah, I remember this. I don't remember that. I needed a zombie one, yeah. <clears throat> I thought it was live action. Oh, it, wait. It was oh, live wait. action, and then they turned into animation when he went into the books. No, I haven't seen this. Oh, yeah, no. There's an evil wizard and shit. It's, it's on movie. It's on movie, is it? What's it belongs on movie. <laughs> <laughs> Christopher Lloyd is the fucking wizard in it out here. Legend. It's actually not a movie. Shame. I just remember this film so well. What the fuck? Anyway, we go for a quick schmokeen. Let's do it. Let's do it. We are back. We're back from the break. Oh, God. Tell you. Life. Should be getting old. Ah, <laughs> uh, it does be hitting you. does be hitting you. Time is moving on very quickly. It is. Rapid it pace. seems to be moving faster. How long ago did The Witch come out? Because I feel... I want to say it came out 2015. It did indeed. You're, you're bang on the did money. Did it? Oh, yeah. thank God, man. You're bang on the bloody money. If you told me that was like 2013, 2012, I was going to lose it. <laughs> no, yeah, The Witch is 2015. 2015 okay. film. Dave Eggers. His debut... Is it feature length debut? Is it Dave Eggers or Robert Eggers? Robert Eggers. Robert Eggers. Dave Eggers writes the films with him, though, I think. Oh, does he? I think. They're they're two brothers and they write films together. Mm. Pretty sure. Yeah. Pretty sure. Yeah. Um, Yeah, 2015. It came out here, like, 2016. Yeah. Yeah, It's 2015 film. 
But yeah, it wa- uh, it's a classic, A24 classic, mm. hipster classic. One of the first like A24 films that I can think of yeah. that come to mind anyway. Yeah. Especially A24 horror films. Yeah, um, I think I think Hereditary was 2014, was it? Or was it before this or after? Oh, after. Hereditary is like 20... Oh, wait, yeah, it is. It's like 2018, is yeah, it? Yeah, it's like 2018, yeah. yeah. It's, it, that came Why out did the, I think that was 20... Yeah, yeah that came out the... Yeah. Because I was like, no, I was like, yeah. And I was like, no, wait, I was in college when that film came out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, The Witch. The Witch. The Witch. Yeah, you watched this. I did indeed. I haven't seen it in a long time. I haven't seen it in years. Only the second time I saw it. Uh, I hadn't seen a lot of the film. <laughs> it's so dark. <laughs> yeah, it's so dark. Because I, when I first watched it, I watched it on my laptop. Download online, dodgy site. Um, but my old laptop had like one of those anti-glare screens. And they sell it when you go into like PC World and all those places. They sell it as like a they. It's like you read it on the description as like a fucking selling point. Yeah. But it's it just makes your viewing experience worse mm-hmm. in every imaginable way. It's like anti glare. Yeah, you got no glare, bro. I got no glare. It's like what am I doing out in the fucking in the middle of the park with my fucking uh, <laughs> two hundred euro Asus laptop, which has a battery life of one hour? You know, like I'm not. That's never gonna happen. I've never taken that laptop outside once. I've had it like seven years. Uh, but I watched it on that laptop. And it, the glare thing just doesn't... It's not amenable to uh, any kind of, like, dark uh, lighting situations no. on the screen. And the, the, the Witch is quite a few of those dark scenes. A lot of really pivotal, pivotal scenes that I just not did not see. I would say the most memorable scene in the film <laughs> takes place in near darkness. Yeah, yeah, because when... The opening. Yeah, because I, I thought it was kind of more of a... Uh, or had a memory of the film as more of like a bait-and-switch kind of thing, where it's like, oh, the witch isn't actually real. Mm. It's all just in their heads. Um, But then, oh, wait, the witch is real. But no, the witch is real. It's established, real it's established that the witch is real at the very beginning of the film. <laughs> they have a, you just didn't see it. They have a whole really disturbing, horrible scene. Yeah, like, as you say, like, the highlight... highlight of the, yeah. Well, not the highlight of the film, but, like... But like, like that's in the opening, like five minutes. You're like, oh Jesus, I'm into this type of. I'm in for this yeah, kind of film. <laughs> yeah, I ca- it's like, I can't believe they, like I know, like you can kind of get away with anything, but I also can't believe they got away with that. Man, they mashed up a baby. <laughs> yeah, but even the way they had the baby, and the baby's completely naked, and they put a knife. Yeah, over it, I was like, this is, you know, that's a bit too far, isn't it? It is. That's a bit too far. It's like, because it's a real baby. It's a real baby. Obviously, I'm sure it's not a real knife, but like. And then, yeah, the the witch crushes up the baby and, like... Squelches him up. Yeah, and, like, uh, like bathes. Like butter. Like, yeah, churns him. <laughs> yeah, and, like, bathes in its blood, you know? It's like a lot. A, a, like an unbaptized child. Uh, blood is good for witches, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> that's the that's how the lore that's goes. That's the lore. <laughs> but, yeah, the, the whole setup is very, very creepy. I remember it was very hype when it came out. Mm. And, uh... I guess it's, it's not even the witch, it's the vitch. That was the whole joke. The vitch. Two Vs. Two Vs, yes, because it's uh, back in the olden days. Mm. Yeah, because it's set during the 1630s with the whole Puritans. They've all fucked off to uh, America mm-hmm. to build their... New England. Yeah, New New England. New Jerusalem, really. Because mm-hmm. the whole idea, they went over there and uh, they put a lot of stock into uh, Revelations. Uh, Revelations has a big passage about like... Uh, a new Jerusalem, the kingdom of God mm. on earth. That, uh, and they interpret it, Catholics interpret it as like, uh, it's like somewhere that already exists mm-hmm. in like another plane and that the church itself, like the Catholic church is uh, just like a manifestation of it on earth. But uh, back in the day, the Protestants or the Puritans specifically uh, saw it as something that you had to build. That's something that could be built through labor and uh, hardship on earth. Mm-hmm. 
and that was their whole deal. They went over there and they're like, this really vibes with the whole new world kind of thing. Like this must be the new Jerusalem. Um, and so they put a lot of like uh, spiritual stock in their mission over there. Mm-hmm. And that's like the setting of the film. Which has, you know, you look at American now and like, yep, that, that checks out still. <laughs> oh yeah, that's like a foundation stone of American nationalism. Mm. Yeah, Even like manifest destiny and stuff. The fact that they're destined to have like this huge continent themselves and like take their place at the on the throne, you know, like unseat the it's power. It's actually wild. <laughs> it actually is. Like well, the very first people that stepped in there basically set the groundwork for. I mean, yeah. also it does make sense, but you know, like. <laughs> oh, no, they knew. Yeah, yeah. Even the fact that Cromwell was, uh, he was a Puritan as well. And that that was obviously after the Puritans uh, moved to America. Mm. But he would have believed the same things. Yeah. That they were building, that like the English Commonwealth was like building a new Jerusalem uh, on earth. And, like, in a way, like, he did start, or that whole kind of thing did start, like, an entire new era of human civilization, like, mm. you know, capitalism, uh, colonialism, all those horrible things that, <laughs> <laughs> that are kind of uh, spun out of control. But they they basically did fulfill the prophecy, mm. in a way, in a weird way. Uh, but, yeah, that's the film, that's the context of the film. <clears throat> and um, this whole, like, religious kind of, this whole, like, community of Puritans isolated from whatever community that they might have originated in mm-hmm. and now they're stuck out in this mad fucking faraway place and everything's grey and everything like it doesn't look like this place of bounty and beauty oh, yeah. it's all like looks like death and decay yeah it just looks Maybe like decay but like just nothing's happening yeah it just looks <clears throat> yeah. stasis I guess <clears throat> yeah it doesn't look like what um, it doesn't you, look like Eden it doesn't look yeah what you'd imagine the kingdom of God would look like um, which I suppose is their whole thing they're like you know sacco, sado masochists in a way they loved suffering they're all mm-hmm. like, like there's a whole uh, most of the exchanges in the first part of the film between the father and the son it's just him going you're a sinner you were born a sinner you'll always be a sinner and the son's like yep 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 I agree damn right father I'm a sinner we are born in sin we will always be sinners uh, and it's cool how they have the uh, the dialogue is all yeah, period back in the day. period uh, accurate that's uh, taken from like real records that were written uh, written down back then uh, in relation to <clears throat> witch trials and all other fun things mm-hmm. like that. But yeah, and the the family uh, are expelled from this religious uh, commune or whatever little colony they have and they're exiled out into the woods. That's where things start to get a bit weird because all of a sudden this dream of the New Jerusalem has descended or inverted itself into like a, a hellish nightmare. Mm-hmm. And that's the whole thing with the witch, which is like this um, embodiment of everything that is not what could be built by man mm-hmm. it's the environment itself built by a woman man yeah yeah exactly <laughs> exactly yeah. yeah that's the whole thing like this is like cited as like a, fo- a folk horror film I, I didn't really get that yeah but it is like it is pretty folk horror I think yeah like uh, more, more and more after watching it mm. again like I really think it's like it's a very much a folk horror film yeah because like that whole context behind it like the idea of them having to build the kingdom of God on earth and this exiled family uh, sort of dealing with the inversion of that. Mm-hmm. The fact that they're, they've been exiled from this kingdom, whatever they're trying to build. By civilization. By civilization. And they've been expelled into the woods and the forest. And there's yeah. a big thing about, about the forest and don't go into the wood. Uh, the, like the animals around them mm-hmm. and the crops are dying for some reason. It doesn't make any sense. It's like the environment itself. Is against them. Is against them. Yeah. There's, you know, Satan. Like, uh, yeah, things that are not human. Mm-hmm. Something that they can't understand, but is always closing in on them, and that's represented by the witch and like, you know, women and like 
the other yeah. and stuff like that. Uh, so it's, I think it's definitely a folk horror kind of thing. No, yeah, definitely. Because um, I, I mean, I completely forgot that aspect of the film. I was just thinking of the vibes. Because <laughs> oh, it's a very yeah. vibey film. It is, it is. Very well shot. I remember the music being very good. I can't remember the main actor, the dad. His voice is phenomenal. Yeah, His yeah. voice is amazing. So deep. It's so deep. Yeah. It's so bassy. Yeah, huge, oh, huge so bass off that, yeah. Unreal. Yeah, he's amazing at this. Yeah, he's uh, very good. English actor. Very, Anna very Taylor good. Joy as well. This is like one of her first films as well. Yeah, yeah. She Is she English? Yeah, she is. Is she? Yeah, she is. She seems to have a bit of a dodgy accent. Oh, I'm pretty sure it's just because of the language that they're speaking. She's like mad posh, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah. Because they're all speaking in like Yorkshire accents. Yeah. It's like, and when we were into the woods, you know, it's like, oh. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> it's like modern Yorkshire accents. But, um, but like with mad vocabulary <laughs> yeah but yeah but they all like they played off so well they it's, like, do. it's very naturalistic mm-hmm. it is it's done very well that, that way it's, i remember being right like the whole period being captured very well by the film oh definitely yeah and the sense of like hopelessness as well yeah <laughs> like, it's a yeah. grim fucking film as well yeah 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 like just the, the way um they kind of succumb to isolation like the witch is like, like i remember watching it and my impression for first watching it was that like it wasn't the witch uh, wasn't really in the film. Yeah, the, the the witch wasn't really important, and that was more just like uh, about isolation and like the sort of uh, breaking down of this family unit. But then watching it again, I realized that the witch is very, very much important, and it's part of an, the environment, um, and that whole allegory sort of closing in and like reabsorbing mm. the family. But at the same time, um, it's like a new dimension of horror in the way that like. Um, they're in like basically a seed situation where they can't get out of it. Yeah, yeah. And they have that scene where the, the ma breaks down. She's like, I want to go home. And the dad's like, oh, you'll be home by candlelight tomorrow. And uh, she's like, I want to go home to England. Mm. It's like England is gone. Like they, yeah, yeah, you're not you, getting back to England. You cannot get back to England yeah. at that time. Like it take weeks. That's you're, a one-way trip. Yeah, like it's a miracle. <laughs> that it, very few even survived. Yeah, yeah. It's a miracle they survived to get over to America. Um, and then they've already been exiled from like, their little small community. And they're stuck fending for themselves and everything's against them. Like their crops failed, they've no corn, they've no food, and they can't Their baby just got mashed up. <laughs> yeah, and they, they don't know what exactly is happening out in the woods. And they basically have no options and they're start- starting to turn on each other. And the son gets possessed or something as well, doesn't he? Yeah, the the son gets possessed by yeah. the witch. Um at one point. Another thing that I completely missed was that I thought that um as part of the whole bait and switch thing, that Thomason was a witch all along, mm-hmm. and that she was kind of playing them. Yeah, she was like, "Oh, I'm not, I'm not a witch," but she was like, "Oh, I, I am, am, I a, am witch. a witch." Yeah, but she actually isn't a yeah, witch. Yeah, she, uh, she full on isn't. Yeah, yeah, she it's, only turns into witch at the end. Yeah, because like, I guess that kind of ties into the whole like the witch trials, basically, because she isn't a witch. She's radicalized by yeah. being accused of being a witch. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I completely misunderstood this film. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I completely missed a lot of this film when I first watched it's, it. I remember it being it's very a, good, but I yeah. think that if I go back and watch it again, I am going to like like really really love it like. Oh, I liked it a lot better mm, the second time. Mm. A lot better. I think that's just like kind of the basis for any any decent film. It's like mm. I like it a lot more on the second watch. Yeah, like it really survived the second watch. Like I really enjoyed it. Um surprisingly yeah. films that are rewatchable are quite enjoyable. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So is is this does that imply that the the goat is 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 the goat is Satan is Satan yeah mm. black uh, black black Thomas is it yeah black Thomas yeah is that his name I think so yeah but I remember like like it isn't yeah the goat for as much as I remember it being 
it isn't that much of an allegory. It like well, besides what you're saying, but in terms of like things are exactly as they are in the scene. If you know what I mean. What do you mean? Like she isn't a witch until she until she is a witch. The the goat is the devil. Like he uh-huh. is the devil. The witch is real. Like there is actually witchcraft and like shit going on in the film. Um, the son actually is actually possessed and stuff like that. It's not like oh he's like breaking down and he's going like fucking psychosis or whatever. No, like he is possessed. <laughs> yeah, and he dies. And yeah. All, yeah, he spits up an apple. Um, but yeah, I remember watching the trailer. Which is nature, bro. That's just nature, also, man. Apple eating, I guess, or some shit. Yeah, something to do with that. Yeah. Or like Hansel and Gretel. Mm. You know the witch. Sure. Um, but yeah, I remember seeing the trailer and the shot of the uh, the the goat, like mm. really stuck out because I was like, because the way it's like the goat's like rearing up on its hind legs. Yeah, because it, it kills the father at the end. Yeah, of course, it does. Yeah. Of course, to Satan. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, like rears up on its hind legs and stabs uh, the dad. And just the way the way the way it's done, it just looks really, you know, it's it looks so realistic mm-hmm. that it's it's like scary. Yeah. And it's because the film is like super realistic, except for the witch element, obviously. Mm-hmm. But the witch is it's it's kind of obscure. It's, it's in the dark. Yeah, it's a very realistic film. Yeah, very realistic. Then you have this this goat, which is clearly you know cursed, you know, mm-hmm. and speaking to the kids, and um, but it doesn't come into the film at all until you have this weird scene. Where all of a sudden it's nearly like walking on two legs, yeah. and it stabs the dad, and but then it disappears again. And I thought that was really amazingly well done. You know, mm-hmm. I didn't, I don't think I really appreciated that uh, on the first watch, but like it's, it's a really sort of. just couldn't see it, man. <laughs> probably that's a, that's actually one of the better lit scenes in the film. <laughs> yeah. But um, like that's a really really good horror. Like mm. just like having that, like the fact that I didn't see it. Yeah. But it's just there, right in front of you. Mm-hmm. Or just making that connection. Yeah, um, oh, that's it's really good. Like, and like, I'm pretty like I'm pretty sure that's his. It's definitely his first big film. Oh yeah, yeah. I think it might be his his like feature length debut. And like the follow up, the lighthouse. I watched that um yesterday, the day before. What's on Sunday? <laughs> that film is ridiculous. I'm watching. I'm just like, this is a, this is a modern day like The Shining, basically. Yeah. And like. Yeah. Like, this is the third time that I've watched this film. And, like, each time, like, first watch, having a breeze with this film is about. Second watch, oh, yeah, like, the Prometheus stuff and, like, learning about the Greek mythology, whatever. And then watching it this time, like, oh, this is just, like, a story about capitalism. <laughs> like, the ca- like the main character, fucking Robin Pattinson character, he's a young man that's completely emasculated throughout the entire film. And, like, he had to leave his previous job because... And he's like, oh, how else? He's like, I had to become a fake person because how else am I going to find decent work? And it's like the one time where like he looks at the camera and he's like, and he talks to the camera. He's like, how else am I going to find decent work if yeah. I don't? You know, it's about working. It's about moving up and it all being Prometheus. You know, it's going to fucking yeah. you're gonna get burnt by the light and stuff like that. Jesus, on rewatches, like that film has multiple different layers. But just as a bare bone like film, everything that's just about the, about the witch same with the lighthouse. Like mm. the dialogue is period accurate. Yeah, it's very good. Like it's so good, man. And what I get to watch it on Netflix now, so I get to have subtitles for the first time, and it's yeah. fantastic. <laughs> man, subtitles! I didn't realize how key they were because I actually kind of found in the witch the whole uh, period accurate mm. dialogue. When I first watched it, I found it kind of annoying. Mm-hmm. Same thing when I watched the lighthouse I found for the it first kind of time. Yeah, because it's just like. I didn't understand what they're saying. Some of the, like in in certain scenes. Yeah. But then you have to, you have to you have the little 
Yeah, what's he have the subtitles? It's, it's a game changer. Like, no fucking problem. Yeah, like there's a, there, the the scene where the Caleb is uh, possessed by the witch or whatever mm-hmm. the spirit, and he's like uh, writhing around, and he says loads of stuff, but you wouldn't like even if I knew what he was saying, if, even if he was speaking plain English, modern yeah. English, I wouldn't have been able to hear what he was saying. Yeah, um, but it's buried in there somewhere. It's very deliberately in the audio track. Mm-hmm. But it's it's it shows in the in the captions on on Netflix. And it shows you what he's saying. Yeah. And there's certain things. He's like, talking about like a raven and a cat and like uh, all these like different animals associated with like uh, witches, like familiars mm-hmm. of witches. Uh, and they all show up like after that. Yeah. After that scene. But I wouldn't, I never caught on to oh, that. Oh, dude, that's watching. sick. Yeah, yeah. That is, like, that's cool. Things he says, it goes on for like two minutes and everything he says like is relevant. Yeah. Through, through the rest the rest of the film. In a, in a very similar vein, like in the lighthouse with the subtitles because they're talking and like fucking, it's, for people that don't know what the lighthouse is, it's about two fucking lighthouse keepers that are just like on a rock uh, at a lighthouse. They're stranded. It's Robert Pattinson, Willem Dafoe. Willem Dafoe, best performance I have ever seen. Jesus, man. A fucking, it's perfect. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's so good in the film. It's oh, ridiculous. It's insane. Did, did he get nominated for that? He got nominated. Did he? I was saying because my dad. Who won that? Who won that? Surely no one deserving. No one no one is as deserving as fucking yeah, yeah. William the Foam, I'm sure. That's iconic, like. Surely. That's like, that came out like two years ago. It's already iconic. Twenty nineteen. Yeah. It's like yeah, it's already iconic. Yeah. The whole film and like the whole like so like they're stuck on the rock. Um Willem the Foe. He he's the lighthouse keeper. He will not let the young man to go up to the up to the lights to see whatever's going on up there. He's like, no, that's my job. You stay down. You do your shitty jobs, like scrubbing the toilets or whatever. Um, and then a storm hits and they're stuck and then they start to go a bit crazy. And, you know, horror ensues. Um, but like, yeah, it's all period accurate. Like, there's a there's this fucking unreal, iconic mon- monologue of uh, Willem Dafoe just cursing uh, Rob Panson, you know the bit. Yeah, it's like, yeah. You like me cooking, don't you? It's like I hate it. It's like if I had a steak, I'd fuck it. And then Willem Dafoe, he's had enough. Like yeah, Rob, Pattinson, this is near the end of the film. Rob Panson's drunk, and Willem Dafoe is like, "You're talking shit. You like my cooking?" And it's like I hate it. It's horseshit. And then he just stands up. He's like, "Hark, Poseidon!" Yeah. And he just curses him. But like with the subtitles, commit like. Yeah, you know, I'm obviously like you know, it's not too difficult to understand, uh-huh. but like to really understand like the language that he's using and stuff like that with the subtitles, like oh, this is like this is making me appreciate more because I'm seeing exactly what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. The subtitles really do change the game. Oh, unreal! It's like oh, like like that sears through the the tempest, let it strike you down and turn you to ash and bones. It's ridiculous. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. Jeez, like, man, I wouldn't want to be hearing that. <laughs> what a scene! And then afterwards, Ram Pattons is like, "All right, I like your cooking. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> Fair. okay, okay, bro. It's so good. And like the black and white, ah, oh, like the one for one aspect ratio." You know, yeah. black and white. Well, gorgeously ca- called for in the sense that it's obviously you know it's a claustrophobic film. And it's a period piece. And it's a period piece. You know, it looks like a photo. Looks like based the photos that you find. You know. Yeah, 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 yeah. That is, yeah, it is based on a true story. But two fellas among fucking mental on a rock. Yeah, yeah, I think, yeah. There's like three guys in in uh, Scotland, Nova Scotia, maybe. Yeah, this yeah, is, this yeah. is set in Nova yeah, Scotia. Yeah, yeah, it might have been Nova Scotia. Um, yeah. I think they all died though. Or two of them died. Well, they all died in this film as well. Spoilers. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that, you know that film ain't gonna end, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Even like Ram Panson's fucking unreal in the film. 
Like yeah. he's the two of them are just acting their socks off there. <laughs> yeah, they absolutely killed it. Yeah, I have to rewatch the lighthouse now. Yeah, you should. it's on Netflix as well, man. Yeah, I saw. I yeah. saw. It's very, very good. Mm. Way like each watch, I'm like, this film is even better than I remember it being. Because I was like, oh, I'm gonna watch something simple. I'm gonna watch something easy. Or like the lighthouse. lighthouse. But I've seen the film like like three times at that stage. Uh-huh. And like we streamed, like we fucking did a fucking dodgy set on this for my birthday, whatever year. I think I watched this on my birthday. It was around my birthday. Nah, it wasn't on my birthday. It was like around Christmas or something like that. Because this film, same thing with the witch. This thing came out in fucking twenty. 2019 and we got it to the start of 2020 yeah yeah this thing came out like a year before everywhere else and then it came out in ireland yeah i remember that yeah what the fuck is up with ireland with that but anyway um but we watched it uh all at home i watched it with my family the first time i watched this i watched it with my family and then i was wine drunk and i i went to bed and i immediately watched it again in like, bed in bed i started watching it i watched an hour of it and then i Fell asleep and then I watched the end of it. Yeah. The next morning, like I watched it twice. I watched it two times in twelve hours. Like <laughs> that's a good sign. Like, um, I like the movie a lot, but like, yeah, I was like watching it. I was like, I only watched like twenty minutes of it. and I'll watch it tomorrow, and then I was like, oh, fuck's sake! If I'm after watching an hour and I have to go to bed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've been working the morning. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've only seen it once. It's very, very good. But yeah, I really liked it. Yeah. Very good. The mm. music, the fucking sound effects, the foghorn, just everything about it oozing with atmosphere yeah the atmosphere oozing with it the vibes the vibes um and like it's like a proper modern day shining in sense of like vibes and like shots and stuff like that like mm. you got Willem Dafoe like chasing after Rob Pattinson with the with the axe and stuff like that uh-huh. and the music is very Kubrick-esque yeah 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 the whole uh soundscape's mad mm. the siren and stuff like that the screech of her yeah. It's tentacles and stuff, man. Film's got everything. Yeah, it goes. Yeah, it goes all out at the end. Mm. The tentacles. It really the, does. The crows, is it, or the eagles, or whatever? Seagulls, man. Seagulls. Yeah. That's sea, bro. The seagulls. The, seagulls. the one-eyed seagull. Yeah. Yeah, that last shot. Where he's getting packed by all the seagulls and stuff like that. Yeah, I still don't know what that means. It's like a shot of it's Prometheus again, because mm. that's what happened to Prometheus. Is that after he, after he t- grabbed the knowledge and gave it to the people. He's plucking out his liver. Yeah. Uh, he was sentenced to like eternal like suffering, being packed out by mm. vultures and then being reassembled, and that's what Robert Pattinson has to go through. A martyr for the people. A martyr for the people. But I guess like in 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 this sense, it's you know it's a the working class man struggling mm. and struggling, and like the higher ups like refusing to let them have a glimpse, at, like the light, like, a glimpse at like success and the light and stuff like that, and just emasculating them the entire way through. Mm. And then eventually, when you reach the top of the lighthouse and you get to hold the light, it is painful and pleasurable. And then you are cast down. Like, he falls from the top and then dies and then wakes up and he's eternal suffering. Yeah, yeah. You know? American dream and all that stuff. It's a pipe dream, bro. It's a pipe dream, man. Watch the lighthouse. Or being successful in capitalism, grinding your whole way through. It's not real, man. It's not going to be enough for the... Because especially when you watch the film through that lens, it like... Yeah, I haven't done that, so I the, have to do that now. The way that he emasculates him, it makes so much sense. Like, he didn't mop the floor. It's like, yes, I did. And it's like, you didn't. And now I'm going to deduct your pay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Stuff like that. It's like, ah, take <laughs> <Yeah>. it. <laughs> Come on, man. Come on, bro. Yeah, yeah. Very good film, though. Very, very good. One of my favorites. Mm. One of my favorites. What do you think about the Nordman? I'm excited for it now. After watching The Lighthouse, mm. I'm like, I can't what, wait for this when film. When is that now? It's out this year sometime. Yeah. That's going to be class, man. 
We have to go see that. We have to. Like, we have to. The Norseman's going to be unreal. Yeah, Icelandic. Sure, they're basically Irish. <laughs> yeah, the more or less. They're sure, all Irish, man. Surely, um, is this one... Because I can't remember the language in the trailer. I'm pretty sure the language... Ah, it's out in uh, one month. What? Ah, oh, lethal. <laughs> it's out... Wait, it's out in three weeks. Here we go. Three weeks. April 15th. Book them we now. We have to go see that. Yeah, book that now. Bjork is in it. Willem Dafoe is in it. Yeah, Willem Dafoe is back. Nicole Kidman. Ethan, Ethan Hawke. Yeah. Anna Taylor-Joy. Wow. What a cast, yeah. man. What a cast. Oh, surely it's going to be unreal. That has to be amazing, yeah. Please don't be like the Green Knight and turn out to be like... <laughs> yeah, it's like... Ugh, yeah. Oh, no, man. Eggers. He Eggers, has, he he's hasn't hit done, it. He hasn't done us wrong. Like. He's hit it out of the park twice, so I'm sure he'll do it again. Yeah. Oh, that's going to be great, though. Yeah, that's my, probably my, my most anticipated film for the year. Yeah, that's the real answer to the question. Yeah, <laughs> that's the real answer, because I can't think of anything besides fucking Avatar 2. Batman was pretty good, but like... Norseman, come on, man. Come on, bro. It's going to be good. It's going to be very good. I don't think, though, it'll be as good as Come and See. Come and See. It's come pretty, and See. Come and See. Uh, this is the... Uh, the... Most dis- depressing film of all time. Quote, unquote, most depressing film of all time. <laughs> quote, unquote, the most disturbing war film ever made. Quote, unquote, greatest film ever made. Uh-huh. I decided to watch this hungover uh, on Saturday. Yeah, you're mad. Reason. You are mental. <laughs> um, and let me tell you, this film, fuck me. This film, yeah, it's pretty grim. That's a Soviet film. It is a Soviet film. From 1985. Belarus, is it? Like, it's uh, shot in Belarus or something? I don't know. It's just it Soviet. Um, yeah, we, we follow, what's the main character's name? Florian. Florian. We follow Florian. And Florian is like this young lad that's living in, in Belarus, where the fuck he is. And the Nazis are all around. And uh, he decides to fucking leave the village and join the partisans in the forest, stuff like that. But like, the leader of the partisans is like, ah, you're just a kid, man. Like, you are not ready for war, especially with these fuckers. You're not ready for this. Um, so he's like, stay here. Stay in the boot camp. And there he finds this woman. He finds this girl and he befriends her. Uh, I can't remember her name, but if you have it there, he befriends some some girl. Glasha. Glasha. He befriends Glasha. Man, you need to hold up the Wikipedia more oh, when, I'm, when I'm talking about <laughs> film. <laughs> he he meets Glasha, and um, the they're they're talking or whatever. They're getting to know each other, and then just bombs just start dropping. And man, right? So it's like forty five minutes, forty minutes in the film at this stage. Film is very, very bare bones. Like very like super realistic. Lots of shots of just like people's faces. A lot of things about like just faces mm. in this film where like it's just a character just talking and like acting at the camera. Like symmetrically and stuff like that. because uh, I'm it's not uh it's not a one for one aspect ratio, but it's it's fucking close to one for one aspect ratio. It's not a full like four by three or whatever the fuck the fucking ratios are for films or some shit yeah um and uh like a super slow paced grim dark depressing tones haven't really seen any form of violence at this stage which is weird because you know Kung the most depressing film ever made mm. and nothing's really happened and then these bombs drop and man they fucking blew the fucking shit out of that forest Holy fuck! Like I was not, I was not expecting. They, I'm pretty sure they dropped actual bombs on this yeah. forest, man. Yeah. <laughs> and like the actors are so close to them. Yeah, yeah. 
Like they like set off some fucking explosives, which I did not expect at all. <laughs> That's such real cinema. And the shock of it as well, the sound, um, the scale, like they fucking blow the fucking shit out of the boot camp. Mm. And uh the two like he loses his hearing and stuff like that and he's like he's there all freaking out and the Galashian comes like, We gotta fucking go, get the fuck out of here and the Nazis start coming through the smoke and stuff like that and you're like, What like, like, what a way to introduce the Nazis into this film, you yeah, know? <laughs> yeah, that is heavy. Yeah, you're the like, Nazis. The you're Nazis, like, you're like, you're like, man, that's the Nazis. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> fuck me, I won't mess with them. That's uh, that's an, a, a great way to introduce it though, because like mm. they're known, like that's the fucking you know, the modern you know satanic kind of yeah. force, like the big bad. Yeah, the big bad. But like you have Nazis. a you have a build up, a and forty then, minutes of just hearing about them. Then and then these just, bombs yeah. drop and they just come through the smoke. But like it is, it's scary. And then they're like, "We have to go." And they're like, uh, "Florin, Florin is just like, we'll go back to my village and we'll stay with my mom and stuff. That would be grand." Meanwhile, before he left, the mom was like, "You're killing us. If you leave, you are killing us." And it's the thing about this village elder telling them to not like they couldn't. He couldn't join the partisans unless he had his own weapon. So he dug up and found yeah. uh, guns from like a previous battle, and then the the elder of the village like you should not do that like that's they will find you and they'll kill you if you have a gun and stuff like that so he comes back to the village and the village is deserted and you're like okay right we all know what's happened here but he goes he's in complete denial he's like no no there's somewhere here there's somewhere here you can't find them anywhere and glass is like we we need to go like there's flies everywhere like we need to leave uh florence like oh i know where there might be and he fucking legs out of the village and he sprints down one of the roads and he keeps going and then Glasha catches up with him and they're all running. And then she just turns back and right beside the building that, they, that they've that walked out of, just out of his eyesight as he would have been running. All the villagers' bodies just piled up. All of them. And it's just a quick one second shot and then she keeps running. And he doesn't turn back. He just keeps running. Mm. So he has no idea. And they go into this fucking uh, swamp and they're like trudging through the water and it's like a five minute scene it's not even five minutes. It feels like five minutes of them just slowly forcing their way through the water and uh-huh. struggling. And it's really thick mud. And it's like, I was watching this in, like, in my living room and my family walked by and they were, all my family just stood and just watched them because like they had no idea as to the implication of like what's happened beforehand. But just the imagery alone and like the acting is so fucking uncomfortable that it just like captures you. Yeah, that sounds fucked up. It's so fucked up. It's so fucked up. But the fact that it actually happened. Yeah, that's the thing because it's based on true stories. On yeah. like true stories, or, like stories of the time, because like the end piece of this film is like after all the shits happened, after various grim and dark things have happened, uh, Florence is in this village and uh, he's hiding out because like the Nazis are around, and the Nazis roll up and they're like, "Here, all the villagers." into this fucking farmhouse get in everyone in and then uh forcing everyone in and he's there because he knows like his family's been fucking slaughtered by them he's like he's there screaming at them, like you gotta run you gotta run like they're gonna murder you and like no one's really paying attention like i hear hardly bro <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> so they all walk Come into on. the pen and um someone shouts in he's just like uh two of you can come out at your own risk so he gets out and some girl gets out and she gets fucking dragged off with a bunch of men thrown into the back of a van and the van goes off 
and uh, that's fucking grim. Like that's a whole thing. Um, and then Florence is sitting there and he's watching as they just decimate. They chuck grenades into the pen. They set on fire. They shoot weapons into it. And this whole this this comparison in the film of Florence with the partisans and the Nazis. When when he sees the Nazis and with the partisans, it's like very noble, very like we're out here to fight for our own country and stuff like that. Um, we're taking on the big bad and then you compare it with the Nazis and the Nazis are laughing and having games and like are like placing bets and joking and stuff like that as they just like fire upon these innocent civilians and stuff like that mm. which is all based on like that's the bit that's based on truth mm. that the Nazis did when they were going through Russia they just came across their village everyone rounded up and just slaughtered and then we move on to the next one mm. it is fucking grim and the acting and the music, the way it's shot. There's like no music. I don't think there's any music in this film. <laughs> it's so fucking grim. Yeah, man. That sounds so fucking depressing. It's so... Hey, man. It I don't is, think I'll be able to watch that. It is the heaviest fucking thing I have ever watched. The fact that it, yeah, it all happened like... Yeah, that's the thing. It's like, oh, it's not even... There's not even like the... The barrier... Because like Salo, if you're watching yeah. like Salo, you're like, oh, this is like fiction. Like it's disturbing, but it's like it's purposely exaggerated. It's exaggerated, but with this, you're like, this happened. This happened. <laughs> this actually happened. Yeah, that's mad. Yeah, because we don't even have exposure to uh to uh stories from like the Eastern Front mm. at all. You know, yeah, that's whatsoever. You all really you have much. is like, uh Normandy, Dunkirk, uh, Pearl Harbor. Japan. <laughs> yeah, Japan. We nuked Japan. Uh, but, like, obviously, like, 90% of the fighting happened on the Eastern Front. Mm. And, like, all the terrible things happened over there. Yeah. Like, the worst things. Yeah, all the, like, that's where all the that's Jewish where, people were. That's Yeah, that's, that's where the genocide happened. Yeah. They, they tried to kill all the Russians and the Slavs and stuff. But, yeah, the fucking... Just, even just reading the... Uh, oh, man, the it's... The fucking setup here. <laughs> it's, like, it's all true, like... Yeah. You know? Um... That's fucking grim. And like, there's again, there's all this stuff about like faces and people talking into the camera and stuff like that. And slowly throughout the film, with each fucked up thing that Florence sees, because he starts the film and he's like 14, 15, 14, 15. He's like, yeah, he's 14, yeah. 14, yeah. And he's like, he, he, like, he looks 14. He looks like a young kid. Uh But the end of the film, he looks like some 80 year old man. He's got wrinkles. His his eyes are all fucking sunk to the back of his head. He's white as a ghost. His hair is shaved. It's grey. He looks fucked up. Yeah. And that's like the horrors that he's gone through. Oh, jeez, man. It's the type of film where like, this is one of the greatest films I've ever fucking seen. It's amazing. It's basically f- perfect and flawless for what it's going for. I will never watch this film again. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I'll ever see this film. To be honest, it just sounds it, so grim. It is one of it is one of the greatest films I've ever seen. Yeah, I would not like. You walk into this knowing what you're getting into. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. You know? It's known for what it is. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's people alive who would have been around for yeah. the events that take place in the film. Yeah, that are alive right now. Yeah. Oh fucking hell. Very grim film. Very good. Yeah. Very, very good. But very grim. Yeah, Jesus. Yeah, the the director said it was a uh, plea for peace. Mm. You know? Because uh, I think it was... Well, yeah, he's doing this during the times like the fucking Cold War and all this all kicking off. Yeah, yeah. This is from the 80s, is it? 85. Yeah. It was the... Uh, it says it there. It was the uh, 40th anniversary of the Great Patriotic War, which is what they call it over there. Oh, really? So, um, 
because obviously they just see it as like we just just be, basically beat the Nazis by ourselves yeah. and like, the rest of the thing was kind of like incidental which is pretty much true mm. but um, he was like yes yeah, the 40th anniversary of the Great War and uh, the management wanted something to, to commemorate that uh, and so he had this idea to like uh, tell the story of like some random fucking village in Belarus uh, which people wouldn't have really heard about, mm-hmm. you know? They just kind of like, the documents are there and the stories are known, but people are, it's like basically the story is too fucked up to tell. Yeah. And uh, he was, apparently he was, he was like pulled on that and they're like, this is like very, very dark, but he's like, oh, it's a plea for peace. It's like, this is a document of what happened. Mm. Like we're still within living memory. Uh, we need to like sort of we need to come tell, on, remember it for what it was. Yeah, tell the story and like, yeah, let's not do that again. Yeah. Right? Let's not do that again. Yeah. <laughs> how about, how, how about, about we don't ever do this again? How about <laughs> we just stop doing that whole thing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because you're, yeah. I remember seeing Reed somewhere. I think it was like a movie, a movie review that was like one star. This film is super anti German. It's like, oh, bro. There's even, yeah. so there's even a bit of the film where like, <laughs> there's these Nazis that get captured by the partisans after they've burned the village and stuff like that and one of the guys is like i'm not even german these are all the germans they're the guys that you want and like the whole point is like yeah you're not german but you're a nazi <laughs> yeah 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 which yeah. is like the, the guy that made the it's a very anti-german film is like did you not did you not miss like that's like one of the key scenes in the film <laughs> yeah yeah it's, like, it's not the point that you're german it's that you're a nazi <laughs> that you're a collaborator yeah that's 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 almost worse mm-hmm. well it's not worse but like yeah it's bad it's yeah. as bad it's just as bad yeah um yeah fucking hell yeah like, have a bit of respect for yourself man yeah and then there's a scene where the fuck this is the very end of the film but I don't think many people can watch this film anyway, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> I don't think anyone can <laughs> this um, anyway. He's there, like, finds there fucking shoot. He sees a picture of, of Hitler, and he's there shooting it, and he keeps, like, flashing back through history of, uh, like, Hitler and his rise and stuff like that, but it's going backwards. And then it goes to when he's a kid, and Farns can't shoot. Can't He can't shoot. Oh, really? He can't shoot. Oh. Because it goes, yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, it's like, I couldn't even kill him as, baby as a baby. He can't, he can't kill he, baby Hitler. The film is like, yeah, I couldn't even kill baby Hitler. Like He's to blame for this, but I couldn't kill baby Hitler. See, that's what I'm saying. He, he couldn't kill baby Hitler. <laughs> baby Hitler. Even <laughs> this guy, he's like, I couldn't kill baby Hitler. He's a, he's in the middle of the genocide. He's like, I couldn't <laughs> I do that. I couldn't do that. You know, he's got so much help. I'd be no better than them. Exactly, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, fucking hell. Imagine, mm. imagine surviving that. Yeah. No, what do you do? What do you do? With what yourself? the fuck do you do? Yeah. <laughs> You're like, what's the point of all this? Yeah. Existential crisis at the max. Absolutely. I 100%. hope that guy's all right. Yeah, man. You were, yeah, but I'm pretty sure because you were saying something happened to him on set. I'm sure something. I'm pretty to sure. Have. I'm pretty sure that I just made that up. Are like, you sure? Because man, I don't know how the fuck you looked that traumatized or <laughs> something bad. Yeah, to like you. The, the pictures are just. His yeah. acting man, he, is phenomenal. I've said phenomenal like three times in this podcast. He's <laughs> only fifty-two. He hasn't really done that much, though. I don't think the, the director hasn't done that much either. Uh, he's been loads of Russian films. Yeah, but nothing is like oh, massive yeah, as <laughs> come and see. But and the director did uh, mostly did um, dark comedies and uh, children's movies, and this was his last film. He just came out with like the greatest film of all time, a <laughs> Holocaust film, and he's like, "Yeah, see ya, <laughs> peace, peace." <laughs> I'm never doing that again. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't even old when he did it. He was like fifty. That's so weird weird though that is weird but yeah I hope that kid's alright he that was like I haven't even seen this film but what a what a performance mm. just based off the trailers all you need to see is the photos and like, yeah what a performance yeah yeah I remember the, the the lighthouse was showing this for a while or 
a while ago, but I remember seeing the trailers a few times. I was like, I will never see this film. Yeah. But like, wow, it looks incredible. Oh, uh, it is. Mm. Like it is. It's like if you watch this, you're like, yeah, this is one of the best films I've ever seen. You will never want to watch this film again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You watch this film once and you're done. Yeah. And it's not even a long film either. It's only like it's just over two hours. Oh really? Two hours and fifteen minutes. That's not that bad, yeah. Yeah. You don't like it's not like like people might say like oh you'd only watch Schindler's List once it's like yeah I'd only want to watch it again but mostly because it's three hours long Schindler's <laughs> List it's also a bit shit isn't it? <laughs> yeah it's also a bit shit <laughs> I haven't seen Schindler's List in years but like again like, I don't want to watch a three hour long Holocaust film yeah yeah <laughs> come on like, <laughs> like I just don't want to do that yeah I'll do the nine hour documentary but I'm not doing the three uh, hour the show it yeah show it yeah I will watch that at some stage but you know will you? over a very long period of time that just doesn't yeah I don't know. Because it's meant to be unreal. It's meant to be like the greatest documentary ever made. Yeah, maybe. But, you know, it's nine hours. I just couldn't put myself through that. It's nine hours of Holocaust documentary. Like yeah, <laughs> can't watch that at work. Oh, stop. Yeah. Oh, stop. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, we move on to the... Uh, well, do you want to take a break? <laughs> <laughs> I think we should take a break. I think we should. We, we deserve a break. And now on to our listener questions for this week. If you want to ask us a listener question, you can get to us at paro underscore pod on Instagram or Twitter, or you can email us. We love our emails. We love emails. At the paropod at gmail.com. And our first question is coming in from, um, oh, Jenna says weenie. Yeah. <laughs> and our, uh, our, shout out to Jenna. Shout out to Jenna. Our next, our, uh, our first question is coming in from Liam. And he's asking, what's the worst film you ever watched on your birthday? That's a good question. Did you go to the cinema much for your birthday when you were younger? Mm, oh, I did. Well, my only memory, I went to go see, ever see Green Zone with uh, Matt Damon? I haven't, but I know the film you're talking about. I went to go see that on my birthday when I was 13. Yeah, that sounds like a 13th birthday film. Yeah, it was shit. Shit, yep. shit film. Yeah, it's just about Iraq or something like that. Yeah. It's like some city or some part of it's Baghdad. Some, it's some war propaganda film. Yeah, pretty much. I just remember it was like it was rubbish. Mm. It was it was the guy Paul Greengrass who did Born. Oh I, yeah, yeah. The, I knew well, there was someone attached to that film. Yeah, but he went mental with the whole shaky cam thing. Yeah, like it was grand and born because it kind of made sense. Because it's like high octane. It's like you don't know what's going to happen. It's a spy thriller. Then Green's on. It's like this is just like. I can't see what's going on. <laughs> it's like, yeah, like, I'm not really sure what's happening here, Paul. Uh, and then Matt Damon is in it. And it's just, I just remember, it was like, this was shit. Like, yeah, I, mm. Whenever I was, when I went to cinema when I was a kid, uh, like the bar is very, very low. Like, I just like going to the cinema. Yeah. Whatever very, was on. Yeah, very I liked the, uh, Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull when I saw it. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I liked all, like, I liked pretty much everything. Very rarely did I not like a film. I remember walking out of Green Zone and be like, that was just a complete waste of time. Terminator Salvation, best film I've ever seen when I was that age. <laughs> that, that's a, that's it's a, gra- it's a grand film, it's a, but it's all right, yeah. It's not that good, though. <laughs> oh, yes, yeah. But yeah, what's Weird. yours? Um, the only ones that can come to mind are Paul Blart Mall Cop, which, retrospectively, is shit. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's not a good film, but well, we all have nostalgia <laughs> for that film. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah. let's whack out the critical hammer here. Yeah, it's not a good film. I I, I love that in the cinema. I loved it in the cinema. I've seen it recently. It's shit. <laughs> 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 I 
that's all right. Yeah, just leave it. Just leave it as it is. Don't ever rewatch it, Paul Bart. Nah, I watched it. I rewatched it a few times. <laughs> every year. Yeah, every year on my birthday. Um, and then the other one was Paul. Do you remember Paul? Yeah, with the alien. Yeah, with the alien. That was I, grand. I remember that was too gross out. Yeah, it's fine I, I, I didn't all, get any of the references because I was like fucking 12 and I had no idea what any of the references meant I remember watching my parents I felt mad awkwardly mm. I was like this isn't, this isn't funny this is an uncomfortable film yeah this is uncomfortable I don't think you're ca- I don't think I'm really going to the cinema beyond those films when I was younger maybe but I can't remember any yeah I didn't really that wasn't really my thing yeah yeah I was yeah. More, of a, more of a party guy you know <laughs> <laughs> party player or even like was it was just any film that we watched on our birthday um. Yeah, I'm sure I watched films on my birthday, like last year and the year before, because lockdown. Can't think of one of them though. Mm. What did I watch last year for my birthday? Check Letterbox. Because that's the thing, you know. I've definitely watched other films on my birthday through the ages of like through my teenage years. Probably didn't. Probably just. Went out the night before, got hung over, and then watched some TV shows the next day. Yeah. I didn't watch Come and See. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I didn't really. I never did that. Yeah, no, not, not much. I thought it was last year. I watched Scooby Doo in the Cyber Chase last year on my birthday. Oh, really? Yeah, it's pretty decent. That's a pretty good birthday. It's <laughs> yeah. a good birthday. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I I don't think I can't remember any other one. Nah. Well, yeah. I mean, I watched The Lighthouse this year. That was my birthday watch. It's not bad. Yeah. Not a bad birthday watch. It was not like, a bad one. Not a bad one. Yeah. Not I a bad one at all. Can't remember what I watched. I don't think I watched anything. Nah. Movies bored. are already bro. <laughs> yeah, fuck that, bro. Um, um, do we have another question there? Do we? Yeah, we've. Uh, wait. Uh, Orla says no. And then, um, Jack asks Colin Cuthbert or Crabula. Alright, I'm going to be honest with Jack. It took some deciphering to know what the fuck this meant, but then we figured it out. It's the cakes. It's the Marks and Spencer's cakes. Aye. Which I assume was in reference to the cake that I was eating in the in the ask your question photo. Um, but it was none of them. It was it was Tesco <laughs> uh, Curly the Caterpillar. Yeah. <laughs> so shout out to Curly. <laughs> Curly. But yeah, it's funny that Colin. Colin the Caterpillar. He captured the um, the uh, public imagination. It is a perfect cake. It's a perfect birthday cake. I have to be completely honest here. I've never had this cake. How have you not had a Colin the Caterpillar cake? I've How? never had it. Whenever I've had a cake for my birthday, it's always I go around to the bakery. My mom yeah, goes you the never bakery. episode a bakery, so fair enough. Yes, and she gets short of the cake. Yeah, fair enough. And it's just like it's it's custom made to my taste. Mm. You know, <laughs> <laughs> this is palate. It's just a standard fucking sponge cake. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, I've never gone. I've never eaten them. That's ever. wild. Colin, yeah, it's good. I preferred. There's like Colin. There's a there's a few different. Imagine what, what was C- Cuthbert Crabula. I've never heard of Crabula. Never heard of Crabula. Crabula. No idea what that is. Cuthbert. I know Cuthbert. I've, I've heard. I've heard of him before. There's a there's like a milk chocolate version of Colin. That's the best one. Because I'm, mm. I'm a milk, I'm a not a milk chocolate, sorry, white chocolate. I'm a white chocolate type of guy. Oh know? really? I love me a bit of white chocolate. <laughs> not bad. I love me a bit of chocolate in general, man. I like dark chocolate as well. I like dark chocolate. I, I'm, I'm getting less and less into chocolate. Really? Less and less. Wild. I don't know why. What are you into at the moment then? You crisp man. And uh, popcorn. Popcorn. Yeah. Solid. 
popcorn, microwave popcorn, mm. uh, the other type of popcorn, you know. Uh, Manhattan. Man, the uh, sweet and salty, sweet popcorn. The proper corn. Uh, the like, yellow bag. Yeah, the yeah, the yellow bag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. had it. Yeah, you Man. had it at the party. It's so good. That shit is the best. It's so that good. is. They have that work. Yeah, it's free. Prop, so good. proper corn. I think it's called. Yeah, yeah. Unreal. Proper corn is so fucking good. It's insane. So good. Yeah, they literally run out of it work because people are just like. They go in and they get like multiple ones. Yeah. Like multiple uh, goes at it. Oh man, that is like the perfect, like, you get the big one of those. Man. You're laughing. So good. Yeah, they do that in the mace. They do the massive ones. They do other like, they do other flavors as well. They got like a black pepper and and salt. Ah, fuck that. It's, you're saying fuck that, man. It's good. It's good. (laughs) It's real good. They have another one that's like sweet chili or something like that as well. Uh, I might might try the black pepper one. I've only ever had the sweet chili one up in the... The Londis in um, DCU. Oh, okay, yeah. They used to have them. Mm. But yeah, the yellow bag. Very good. Get yourself a bag of that if you're listening. Yeah. Proper yeah. corn. Get that. Very, very good. Sponsored for the episode. Sponsored by the episode. Sponsored. <laughs> Pod, sponsored by Popper Corn. Proper, sorry. Pyro Corn. We've already lost the uh, the sponsorship. <laughs> Pull the plug immediately. Yeah. can't even say the name right. Yeah. You're just calling it the yellow bag. <laughs> yeah. Will we leave it like that? We'll leave it there this week. Next week, we are going to be watching Raging Bull, Martin Scorsese's masterpiece featuring One Bob of his masterpieces. Yeah, one of his various masterpieces featuring uh, Robert De Niro. And uh, Paul Schrader wrote it. So we're going to watch that. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a good time. Join us. I'll Join see you there. Us. All right. Have a good week. God bless. Good God night. bless. Bye-bye.